Hi everyone, Mike here. Our episode on Wonderboy will start in just a few moments, but first, just a quick heads up. Due to some technical difficulties, my audio track on this episode is not up to our usual quality, and you will hear me drop in and out quite a lot. We tried our hardest to fix it, but unfortunately we've had to upload the episode as it is. Hopefully things will be sorted for our next episode, and we're sorry this one has had to come out in the form it's in. We hope you understand, and are still able to enjoy the episode. Anyway, without further ado, here's Wonderboy 3, The Dragon's Trap. Welcome back to Factory Sealed. It is September 3rd, 2017. My name's Eric Peterson. Joining me today, Mr. Mike Tyson. Did you just nearly forget your name? Yeah, I don't know what I don't know what happened there. <laughs> just a little mental blip. Yeah. Are you feeling okay? I think it's a glitch in the matrix. No, actually, I'm not. I don't feel well. Ah, shit, no. son. How are you, Mike? Uh, spiffing, actually. Yeah, lovely. Just having a little sip of my tea, getting ready. Just a nice cuppa. Yeah, lovely cuppa. Speaking of Kappa, we got Tom Ragan. What's up, guys? Hi, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a tasty cup as well. <laughs> the important thing is, I didn't forget either of your names. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah, that would be key. Yeah. Just don't don't forget your own name at work. No, <laughs> I shan't. I do have a slight glimpse into what it feels like to be eighty because I decided to start working out again, even though it's 110 outside. And I thought it'd be a great idea to go through the the hip exercises that I used to do when I had my hip surgery. Uh, I can't walk up the stairs. Oh, crap. Like, my (laughs) thighs are just completely dead. So when I walk, I have to do this weird chicken walk like as i outstretch <laughs> my leg i have to make sure my knee is completely locked before my foot comes down otherwise my thigh can't support my weight so it's like i'm doing this really weird body shuffle with a butt jiggle and a chicken walk all shoved into one. Oh man are you having to sleep downstairs on the sofa <laughs> no actually what i do um is i crawl up the stairs on my hands and knees I didn't think you had stairs in your house. Oh, I do. I got a two-story. Tom, we have a new house, remember? Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah we moved. <laughs> going Tom, down the stairs is... Stairs. <laughs> going down the stairs is ten times worse. Fortunately, the walls are pretty close, so I can, like, press my hands against it and lower myself down each set of stairs. Oh. Slide down on your bum like a toddler. Yeah. I didn't think about that. <laughs> but I don't want to give my kids any bad ideas. Ah, they'll figure mm. it out eventually. They well, there, learn <laughs> there's not a lot of space at the bottom of the stairs. It's like stair, sofa table, wall immediately. So they have about a foot and a half to slow down and stop. I suspect like a lot the- of tears. I should just get a cardboard box and slide down. Yeah, get a mat. And then I mean, just put a mattress at the base. Yeah. Some more, but 
Well, I mean, I already need surgery on the other side, so what what the hell's the difference? That's what doctors are for. Yeah. <laughs> You've got insurance, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I've already been to the hospital once this week, so... <laughs> What's another trip? <laughs> By the way, that photo you sent us with your trousers right up to your nipples. If you... <laughs> <laughs> there is zero context. <laughs> okay, yes, go on. It looks like a face. I, I was mesmerized by it. <laughs> by my nipples? No, just the fact that it looked like a face. Like I mean, they are nice like, nipples. Those, like, the nipples look like the eyes, and then like where the where the bottom of the trousers were, it was like a mouth, and it just looked like a face. And it, I was mesmerized. Yeah, it kind of looks like a bird. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll send that one out, though. <laughs> <laughs> put it, put it, make your own Christmas cards this year and send it out with that on. So the... <laughs> Just Photoshop that section out. Yeah. And then my, my armpits look like like furry ears. <laughs> Photoshop in a bit of snow around the edges. Like yeah. A bit of It'll be fine. Yeah. Perfect. A bit of context. Greetings from Eric and Christy and the kids. A bit of context. <laughs> I had to go to uh, the hospital and get an MRI done on my brain last week. And to see if he still has one. Yes. The verdict is still out. Um, but they make you get undressed and put on these huge trousers that seem to fit anyone from a size 21 waist up to like a 65 waist. <laughs> so I hiked them up as high as I could, which was probably about three inches below my nipples. Do they give you a belt as well? No, just a drawstring. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did you have this, this really long cord coming out of your trousers? Yeah, it was really big. If you look closely at the picture, there's a giant bow on it. So I had at least like another 24 inches of waist size I could have played with. Why can't you just wear your underwear? Why do you have to wear trousers? Uh, I don't I don't know. Maybe my underwear has metallic objects in it because I don't know if you know how an MRI works, but metal's not good for it. Yep. They had to make sure I didn't have any metal in my brain or in my eyes. But wouldn't you send? Uh, wouldn't you sending text messages from the MRI scanner? Oh, I was in the dressing room. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. So I thought you were just uh, sending us those photos while you were having the scan. I wonder no. if the doctors were cool with that. No, they. Have you guys ever <laughs> yeah. had an MRI done? No. Oh man, they lay you on a table, and since mine was on my my head, they gave me earplugs, and then they gave me headphones, and then they put foam all around my head. Well, I was laying okay. inside this brace that was about an inch away from either side of my head. And then they put this cover over the top of your face, which just about touches your nose. And you have about an inch by two inch hole to look out through the ceiling or look out through the top so that your head is completely encapsulated. And then they slide you into the tube and the tube has about three more inches of clearance. So you're just completely squished in there. Oh, that sounds claustrophobic well they gave me a lorazepam so i was on a different world <laughs> okay yeah Which, that, that that helps yeah it's not really a it's not really a, a, a painkiller but it's like a really high grade anti-anxiety so mm. so to speak yeah i was in this ethereal state between asleep and awake and just all of this weird imagery shit was happening <laughs> it's sweet 
And then they shove you in a tube, and there's just loud banging around. But you're just too screwed up to care. I didn't care. Yeah. <laughs> didn't care one bit. But, <laughs> no, I haven't heard anything back about the results on that yet, so I'll uh, be sure to let you know if they find anything, i.e. <laughs> a brain. <laughs> I wish you best of luck, sir. Thank you. Yes. Yes. How was your guys' weeks? Week, weeks. Weeks. Weekers? Weeks and <laughs> fort weeks. Yeah. Well, technically, <laughs> how's your past fortnight? I, or even my past month, because I've not oh, yeah. been on the show. No, you so... were here with Dante Gilbert, surely. <laughs> Shh. You can't fool us, Tom. You can't pull that iron curtain. <laughs> <laughs> Stop pulling the curtain back. Um, I went to Comic Con a few a few weeks ago, to what? Manchester Comic Con. That was cool. You told us nothing of this. Yeah, this is the first we've heard. I'm pretty How sure they... I said. Yeah, I only I said there was some... like some sort of chat group you could have sent us I pictures. Sent you, I swear I sent you some some messages. I, maybe I didn't. Yeah, I was... Must be some other podcast he's part of, Eric. No way! I sent you because I bought a. I bought a piece of art that was the um, the landscape from Super Mario World nope. to hang on my wall. Definitely nope. did. Nope. And um, lies. Was... Hold on, I'm gonna look at my, look at my autosaved WhatsApp images. I see. Bet it's there. Nothing. Yeah, he's, when he's when was this? It. Give me a this date. Was, um, I sent... end of July. End of July. July. Oh man, I see. Yeah, yeah, it was. The last um, thing I'm sending us is the uncharted dick pic. God, we send so many <laughs> dumb pictures. We really do. There's so much crap going on. Um, the end of yeah. July. Yeah, it was like the twenty twenty third or something. It's been that long since you've been on here. I don't think I've been on since I went to that. Comic-Con. Nope, there are no pictures in here from you. It's cheating on us, Eric. <sighs> well, it was good. <laughs> but, but nice effort. But there, but there weren't any. Uh, there were no games. It was all, it was all comics and Ooh. fan art and TV shows and stuff like that. So, yeah. But there was one cool thing. Um, we could have. I could have got in the queue to meet David Hayter and oh, get man. him to sign all my shit but i didn't even know who's going to be there so i didn't have anything with me for him to sign just so annoying so i went to one of those little um those little retro game stalls to see if i could pick up a cheap copy of metal gear and get him to sign that but they were selling the original metal gear solid on ps1 for 25 quid oh yeah and i was like oh they always jack up prices of games at those comic cons because they know people are going to buy it yeah and then it was another 20 quid to get him to sign stuff so I just thought, nah, I'll just kind of watch everybody else get their shit signed and I'll just cry. I've only ever paid for <laughs> three uh, autographs at a Comic-Con. I had, um, I think his name is Aaron Douglas from Battlestar, mm-hmm. then Jamie Bamber, and then uh, Nolan North. I had him sign my copy oh, of Uncharted yeah, you had 4. Your... That's cool. That was good. Though. I, we, should, uh, we should ring up the old David Hayter and see if he wants to come on the show. He was on our old podcast. Oh, yeah, he was on that. I just came to do impressions all the way through. We had him introduce the yeah. show as Snake. <laughs> yeah. That was so a good time. Cool. Yeah, he seems like a really nice, really nice guy. Yeah, it was well, um, yeah. 
He seemed actually really upset when he didn't get the gig for Phantom Pain. Yeah, definitely. He was he was definitely screwed out of that. Yeah. And, and he uh, heard about it after they'd already announced to everybody else, I believe. Like, just, no, we don't have a need for you, thanks. The guy who was, like, uh, moderating the queue to see him was telling us, um, uh, yeah, just uh, do whatever you want, but just don't ask him about what it's like to work with uh, Kojima because <laughs> he's tired of that question <laughs> because apparently he's only met him twice. Oh, and, yeah. And it wasn't a big deal, and he's just like, yeah, I really don't have much to do with konami in japan it's just they send me a script i read it yeah yeah precisely and we email it back yeah (laughs) um yeah and then i think apart from that i had my i had my buddy down from germany my rap buddy did you make a new rap video we didn't we didn't (laughs) but i just took him all around the all the sites in london and just like get a big big old tourist weekend good times Speaking of which, guys, we're like so. 30 days away from oh. Eric's European excursion. <laughs> Eric leaves the continent. Yeah. An idiot abroad. <laughs> oh, yeah! <laughs> Across the pond. Oh, man, I have, this, I have this list on my desktop that I just keep adding to of shit I either need to bring mm. to do over there and then I have a separate list of things to straddle. Sweet. So what, what are your top three things to straddle? Uh, Buckingham Palace. <laughs> of course. London Bridge. <laughs> Eiffel Tower. Oh, nice. Because, yes, I am aware that the Eiffel Tower is not in London. Tom and I are taking a trip to Paris, a romantic getaway. <laughs> City of love. Yeah. Is Dan the next next one down? Next thing, straddle. Yeah, Dan's absolutely <laughs> fourth, followed by Mike's hair, then Mike. <laughs> Two separate entities. Yeah. I just want a picture with your hair between my legs. <laughs> Straddling it. That can be done. I think that first Saturday that we're there, though, is just going to be a shit show of straddle fest around the city. <laughs> It's definitely shaping up to be. We've got to get Dan on his straddle form, although his latest straddle picture was quite good. Yeah, he, he's got the feet off the floor now. Yeah. There's no stopping him. Yeah. It's it's getting there. It only took him, what, five years? Yeah. It's, but he still has a lot of ground to make up for that kangaroo picture. I never thought <laughs> um, inadequate about the size of a gorilla. So... <laughs> His gorilla definitely was bigger than yours. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Yours is average, Mike. <laughs> Cracking so, open beers already, huh? Ugh, just uh just a calling. To get me through the afternoon. A what? <laughs> That's a beer. That's a really mm. cheap, nasty beer over here. Mm. <laughs> So you guys need to send me a list of other things that you want from America. I'm still trying to devise a way to bring biscuits in a can without them going bad. <laughs> not been figured out yet. <laughs> well, no, because they need to be cold. Wait, if you tell me what they are, I can see if I can find them here. Dan's looked everywhere. Yeah, yeah but, they wouldn't, but they won't They won't be in pity me. <laughs> you just need Pillsbury 
flaky right. layers biscuits. Pillsbury. Yeah, They'll be in London. There, Tom. I will just send you <laughs> a picture. They're Pillsbury Grands, flaky layers, biscuits. Jesus and this time, Christ. I swear to God, you will eat them. Look at these things. Oh, they're so glorious. <laughs> God. Wait, let's look at the nutrition. Oh, oh they're not God. healthy. 160 Dude. calories per biscuit. Holy fuck. Not just see delicious calories, though. 470 grams of sodium. <laughs> and then if we want to get real fancy and like get super American, we can put some bacon and eggs and cheese in the biscuits. Oh yeah. Twenty percent sodium. Yeah. Get wrecked. Holy holy fucking Norwich. Jeez, have you seen this? Look at it. Look. Nineteen percent. Tom, I'm looking. <laughs> this time I will feed it to you. Like a baby like a like a mama to her baby bird if I need to. You will no, eat that's a biscuit. How, that, that's how I have all my meals. <laughs> Jeeves just spoons them in. <laughs> Jeeves, I can't take this into my mouth. <laughs> Massage my throat so it goes down. <clears throat> Jeeves, mother bird this into my throat. Mm, let's spit next time. <laughs> right, Kranz. Grand's flaky layers. No, no, Why no. are they called flaky layers? Because they look at the picture, Tom. Look at they the look, like... look at no look at the doughboy flaking those <laughs> layers off. <laughs> the doughboy. That's his name, the Pillsbury Doughboy. And when you poke him in the belly, he goes, <laughs> Okay, so I'm on Pillsbury.com and I'm on the review section. First review. One star. I just don't like the taste of these. I wish Pillsbury would bring back the original biscuits that you could find in a four pack. Those were the best biscuits ever. Well, that's one person out of seven and a half billion. <laughs> okay, next next review, one star. I don't like these biscuits at all. I'll never buy them again. They've got a bad taste. Who the well, hell goes to a biscuit website <laughs> and leaves a review <laughs> on a $1.50 can of biscuits? But I'll give it to you, you know. Next person, five stars. These are good, cut in the quarters, and then deep fried and rolled in powdered sugar. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? America. Oh, yeah. Caitlin333, I know what you're all about. <laughs> oh, my God. America. America but Tom, can. Tom, you absolutely yes. have to find the ones that are in oh. the can, the I... pressurized can, and they're in the yeah. refrigerator section. Okay. I, I just, will take pictures. I just don't think I can get these over there without them spoiling. <laughs> without them losing their freshness. Yeah, if you do find them, buy like five cans of them because you guys are going to like them. <laughs> five cans? <laughs> just going to get there and his fridge is just going to be uh, yeah. <laughs> top to bottom. Cat's going to come up in the fridge and like, Tom, why are there so many biscuits in here? <laughs> Eric's coming <laughs> to town. <laughs> well, actually, no, she won't call them biscuits. What does she call them? Shitty cakes? First of all, they're not biscuits. They're shitty cake. Uh, hmm. Oh, yeah, because we've got that. I sent you a picture of that American candy place. That yeah. had loads of stuff in there. Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll have some pills, pills or biscuits. I'll, I'll check for, it out. For anybody who's wondering why we're spending so much time talking about Pillsbury Biscuits, <laughs> go back and listen to every episode from 2015. 
Yeah, that's um, take a hint, Mike. Fash out. Hey. 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 Hey, leave me alone. <laughs> leave Mike alone. I listened to one of them. <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> uh, on the video game front, though, gentlemen, it has been a very productive two weeks for me. Me too. Yeah, me too, actually. I finished Strangely. finished Horizon. Me too. Woo! Oh, yeah. Amazing game. Mm. That was a while ago. It was stellar, even though I feel like I shortchanged myself and played the game a lot harder than I should have. You really did. Yeah, yeah. I was somewhere in the middle with that one. I didn't upgrade my stuff for ages. Um, I just it would got... take me a long time to take down a huge machine. I just got way too engrossed in the story. Yeah, that's fair enough. Story's and then excellent. didn't want to go do any of the side quests. And that's a mark of a really good game. Is like Typically, I get sidetracked really quickly, which is why my, my, my time spent in The Witcher... Mm most of it's not on the main story i'm like i'm just gonna do all this side stuff because there's so much of it to do uh for me it's kind of the other way around if i find myself doing side quests it's quick it's because i'm genuinely genuinely enjoying playing the game so much and i want it to last yeah uh, i was like a kid with final fantasy 15 because i was enjoying the battle system so much um, that's true just kept doing all the side stuff just i was, was really fun i was talking to uh one of my old buddies um who's actually part of the, the Facebook group, uh, Scott Girardi, we convinced him to get Horizon. And uh, he didn't really look at the map much till he had the the whole first section on the right explored. Lord knows how uh, many hours he has put into it. And he's like, holy shit, this game is colossal. Um, mm. But he was he, he was complaining about the... the only, his only complaint about it is that you can't climb on very much. It's very predetermined what you can climb on. So I was thinking back yeah. to when I first started playing this, and I, I put this in literally the day I beat Zelda Breath of the Wild. So it was a huge step backwards for me in terms of exploration, and I think... Seems mm. to be the general consensus online that I've read, like the best, because they're you know similar in, in the way you explore the, the world, um, it seems to be the best way to play them is do Horizon first, then Breath of the Wild. That, that's Absolutely. That in a lot of places. I mean, I've not played Breath of the Wild yet, oh. um, so I'm kind of glad that I have done it that way around, if what the internet says is true and we all know if it's on the internet it's true and if it's on factory sealed it is a fact it's right in the name well factory ah yeah factory good point point. (laughs) we start with facts (laughs) (laughs) and we end with seals then we club them (laughs) anyways um (laughs) <laughs> it took me so long to horizon because I, that first part of the map, I just I didn't get past that for so long because I I got to, I wanted to experience so much of the game because I was enjoying it that I just didn't carry on with the story. Not because I didn't want to. It's just that every time I finished the quest, I then look which quest was closest, just go to that, then go to yeah. the next one, go to the next one, and I got to a point where I had to actually just stop myself doing side quests to actually get through the game. Otherwise, I would be playing yeah. this year. I think yeah, I, I only found one tall neck. Really? Oh, yeah. I found three, I think. Nope, I only yeah. found the one at the very beginning that they kind of force you to go up. Yeah. yeah. I got them all. Um, but it's funny because obviously I stopped doing side quests after a certain time and that sort of south 
westerly side of the map. I'm guessing a yeah. lot of side quests are done down there, but you you barely touch it if you just do the story later on. Yeah, that's true. I, I went down there. I didn't even go to. I went into the final mission. Uh, I believe the recommended level was 35. I think, yeah, maybe. I went in at 28. <laughs> I wow. had I had basic arrows and fire arrows and Jesus that was it. I was thirty nine going into the final fight. By the I time I came out, I was I, I gained so much experience in there just due to my low level that I think I ended at thirty three or thirty four. <laughs> but yeah, you've nice. definitely up an injustice, Eric. There's there's some of the weapons that you upgrade to and some of the fun you can have with them. Um, it's fantastic. Hands down, I'm I'm gonna put this out there. Hands down, this is the best PS4 game I have played. I'd have I, to think about it before I commit to that because I've played a lot of PS4 games. So far, it's my game of the year, Horizon. See, it's no for me, it's a toss-up between Horizon and Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild is quickly yeah. becoming one of my favorite games of all time. It was just that good. I've and only then, put about 10 hours into Breath of the Wild so far. It's one of those ones I'm chipping away at every now and how again. How can you not just plug 70 hours into it in two weeks? Uh I don't know, actually. There's something that... I'm, I'm really enjoying it, but you know how it is. There's always so many other new games that come out. I mean, yeah. I just finished Uncharted Lost Legacy. Um, I rolled the then... credits on that one last night, too. Mm-hmm. What a stellar game for $40. So cool. Yeah, totally worth it. Totally I think I rounded it. it out at just under seven hours, six and a half hours. Okay. Yeah, I think I was about eight and a half because I was collecting all the... Um, tokens in the first yeah i got like, all the tokens bit. okay took me my a bit only complaint with the recent uncharted games is that they've added it seems like they've added more treasures and they've made them way more difficult to find whereas oh, in this, uncharted one yeah. and two one two and three for the most part you could pick up most of the treasures just organically playing the game yeah that's true in lost legacy there were times when you had to really go off piste and like navigate your way to a small cave at the side of a cliff you weren't going to go to and that's where the treasure is and there'd be another 80 or 90 of those reminds me of two raiders by the sounds of it i've not played yeah. it yet so it's so good oh it's really good and i i wasn't um, sure how i would like the character interaction between nadine and chloe but man they did a good job with it yeah totally i've heard nadine uh, is it nadine i've yeah. heard that she's yeah. not very interesting uh, you got to know her backstory, and you'll know her backstory based yeah. on Uncharted Four. Okay. Well, I've I, I picked up Uncharted Four this week. I haven't started playing it yet, but I've picked it up, and I'm ready to play. Um, so that, that game is a trip. The only thing that I will yeah. say, Tom, is that I never thought they would even come close to matching or even topping the train scene from Uncharted Two. But I'm I'm pretty mm. comfortable in saying that I think they did it. Yeah, I I I think so too because. So much goes on, like gameplay-wise, on uh, on the train scene for Lost Legacy, yeah. and it's just it's just an absolute. It's just really thrilling. It's like being part of a AAA blockbuster movie. Yeah, it just the variation yeah. in what you're doing. I won't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody. Tom, did I hear you no. say that there's a um, like open world element to it? Yeah, Aspects it, of it. it it's definitely slightly more it kind of opens up a bit after the first couple of chapters to be a slightly more non-linear where mm -hmm. you can choose you still have to do abc but you can 
do them in whichever order you want. Right. And uh, you kind of have some free roam. It's like a very small, very small, like limiting map. But I was kind of reading online that maybe it was the start of uh, Naughty Dog figuring out maybe they were uh, teasing um, and experimenting with the idea of building something that was a little bit more open world in the future. Well, apparently or, Uncharted 4 was supposed to be their last Uncharted. Then this was going to be DLC for Uncharted 4, and they just rolled it into yeah. a new game. But this is, as far as I understand, officially Naughty Dog's final Uncharted game. So are they going to pass the franchise off to a different developer? Who knows? Mm. I kind of hope not. I'd kind of be okay with the franchise just dying. Yeah. Because yeah, there, there comes a point where any good franchise, you just start to milk it. Yeah, and then it will just ruin the name. Well, and that was kind of some of the the criticism of this game was that it just felt like more of the same. But then on that same uh, on that same coin, that's a good thing. Yeah, I didn't mind that at all. And also, I, even though I know it's pressed on its own disc and it's been released as a standalone game, similar to the way um, Last of Us Left Behind was, it's still DLC. It's still part of Uncharted Four. It's still part of that same like uh, environment. Yeah. So I I kind of don't feel like it should be totally graded as it's because people were hoping this would be the next step in the Uncharted series, but I, I totally didn't think that at all. I thought it was just going to be more story, fleshed out characters like Nadine and Chloe, and um, and just yeah, more of the same and uh, just more in depth. Like I thought I thought it was really fun, really enjoyable. Yeah, totally it was worth forty dollars. Was like that though. Uncharted Three was just more of the same, and that got stellar reviews. I think IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Well, because they had such mm. colossal set pieces yeah. in that game. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, that was because I played the first three pretty much back to back, and in some ways, I kind of regret doing that because I got a little bit burnt out in sort of halfway to three quarters way through Uncharted Three, but I still enjoyed it. But it yeah. was, you know, there are you see of, the massive difference between um, Uncharted One and Two and Uncharted Three, and then you go on to Three, and it is, it is just kind of more of Two. But that's that wasn't a bad thing either. Um, yeah, but it was it was more of the, it was more of the same of Two, but that wasn't a bad thing. But you know, people complaining that Lost Legacy is more of the same. I don't really understand what they want, especially considering it was started off as DLC. I'd just say that anybody who likes the Uncharted franchise and is on the fence about getting this, Dan, <laughs> buy the Oh, yeah, I can't game. believe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, whoops. Oops. Only um, a half hour. <laughs> actually, uh, I'm really surprised Dan's not all over this game, to be honest. Yeah, me too. He's a pretty avid Uncharted fan. Yeah. Um, but only avoided it literally because i haven't played four yet so yeah i think enough. you need to play four to understand not understand but yeah definitely for enjoy start with that. but i definitely need yeah. something a bit more linear after uh after horizon so I yeah i can job. only take so many open world games per year yeah <laughs> i remember from phantom pain straight on to fallout 4 and it Ooh. definitely yeah it definitely ruined like ruined my experience of fallout 4 because I, I think i was definitely burnt out on on open world games Shit. i never finished fallout 4 just definitely and lost interest in it i've been playing just cause 3 as well yes is there <laughs> anything more game. satisfying than that game <laughs> yeah it's really satisfying i think i have 80 plus hours into it 50 of which are probably just dicking around I, I keep trying to 
to beat you because you're the only person in my friend list that's played it are all the different challenges yeah like flying the longest with a the wingsuit without touching the ground um longest parachute and stuff like that yeah, i get one. close on a couple of them but you've really set some high high <laughs> bars there <laughs> i was like how has he been uh parachuting for four and a half minutes i managed to get three minutes 50 and then i had to land so the trick to that one is find that really tall mountain yeah and then you it takes a long time to <laughs> climb up that because you got to grapple uh use your grapple hook and then parachute <laughs> like pull yourself up and you jump and off then there. just hold down Yep. Yeah, and it, yeah, and you have your legs go out. Yeah, okay. So well, the way then, I did it was, yeah, I I just took a helicopter as high as I possibly could go, and then jumped out, and then tried to do it that way. You got to get really good at grappling <laughs> the ground while you're wingsuiting to keep yourself going. Yeah, totally. That game is just such good fun. Storyline <laughs> so is a complete mess, but that's the <laughs> yeah. point of the game. <laughs> I've not played. Is, is that the one they they've just released on PS Plus? Have you never played a Just Cause yeah. game? Oh, Mike. <laughs> oh, Mike. You got to play Just Cause. Well, we just got Just... It's Just Cause 3, isn't it? We just yeah, got, you got yeah. you to gotta play it. I've got Uncharted 2 first. <laughs> Put that on the side burner. <laughs> no. Uncharted it's, 3 it's, is one of those yeah. games that you just pop in and unwind. Uncharted 3? I'm or sorry, Just Cause 3. Uh, just cause 3. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can just switch your brain off and play that one. Yeah. I mean, you can grapple civilians together and then tie them to gas canisters and launch them into a gas station. (laughs) Well, other civilians are dangling from the canopy and then get launched up. Or, oh man, my favorite, Tom, is you find a crane and you grapple (laughs) a cow to it. And then you put those rocket boosters on the cow's ass. (laughs) And then you fire it. And then the cow starts swirling around. And then the goal is to let go of the tether at just the right time and see how far you can launch the cow. (laughs) All right, Earthworm Jim. I've not not done any of that yet. God, it's so much fun. It's it's definitely way more fun dicking around like that than... Because some of the... uh, I don't know if they're actually main missions or side missions, but you kind of have to liberate these settlements, right? Yeah. And you get this legend on the side where you have to take out, like, four speakers, a radar dome, six trucks, bunch of propane tanks or whatever. And sometimes you can just be running around forever trying to find the last couple of bits, which is kind of annoying. Like the power poles? Yeah, and, like, the speaker stuff. And also... If you've got a huge radar dome, but you just don't, don't, you just happen to not have much um, artillery on you, like you're trying to kind of chipping away at it, trying to figure out the best way to blow it up. It's so fun, man. I but it is really good fun. Yeah. I love that game. Um, anybody <laughs> beat any other games, or should we get on to our game of the week? I beat Sonic Mania. Well, I oh yeah, that's right. I beat that oh, too. Shit, I have not beat that yet. I'm so stuck. <laughs> stuck. Yeah, I'm actually really finding it quite quite difficult because mainly because you only get three lives and then if you kind of waste one and then you get all the way to the end of Act Two and lose against the boss, you're right back to the right back to the beginning again. Tom, it's all and about just, getting good and, and getting them get coins good. to get yeah. more guys. I know, right? Just not good enough. No. I got it. 
I think I okay. finished with two Chaos Emeralds. I had three. Yeah, three. I think... Nice. I think this is the first Sonic game I've ever beaten. The the, the, the giant rings to get to the special stages to, to get the Emeralds are so fucking hit, well hidden on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> on, on Sonic 3 and Knuckles, I can find them left, right, and center. But on this, I, I think I went through three zones and didn't find a single one. I, all of them I found by accident. Did so, Dan not get any any Chaos Emeralds? Oh, he had them all. He's done it. Oh, I heard he got... Ah, oh, never mind. The good thing is that one... Scuttlebutt <laughs> on the street was Dan is lying. <laughs> he hasn't even bought this game yet. He doesn't even know so nice the hedge pig is. So nice. <laughs> um, but no, the good thing is once you beat it, you can start that save again. You've still got however many chaos emeralds you got and can go through the game again and, and carry on from them. I did feel um, a bit cheaty going not cheaty but I just most of the, the bosses I went in with uh, very few rings and I would end up just getting hit <gasps> he said rings <laughs> oh no the jig's up <laughs> somewhere Dan has just had like a little aneurysm <laughs> All right, I better convert back to calling him coins. I went in with one coin, and every time I'd get hit, my whole goal would be to just get that one back and then just keep chipping away at the boss, <laughs> making sure that I just have one the entire time. That's how yeah. the final boss was. It got really tense there at the final uh, the, the final few hits. Nice. But I did enjoy I, it. What a great game. That's how, that's how franchises need to be revived. Yeah. Not Mighty Number no. 9. No, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad Hot I got it for Switch because it's good, good fun to play on the go. Like I've always, I'll always give it a crack if I'm, because I'll see I'm really stuck on it, but I can just get it out at any point and just yeah. try it. And it's yep. good for a portable. I don't think I beat any other games this week. I've started three. another game. What? Well, um, it was free on PS Plus a few months ago. I was planning on getting it anyway because me and Hazel enjoy playing horror games together. Yeah. I say together. I play him, she winces behind the Oh, pub. Until um, Dawn. Yeah, start playing oh, Until Dawn. Now that's so interesting. <laughs> so that's good. a great game. Just don't be yeah. like Cat uh, and read about the ending before you get there. <laughs> oh, no, I haven't. But yeah, we're, we're enjoying that. It's, it's really, really interesting. Have you played it, Eric? Uh, yeah, I haven't beaten it, though. Yeah, it's I find it terrifying. I'm not very good with horror. I find it's it so absolutely terrifying. Yeah, and just all the jump scares, they just get me every time. I find myself, you know like during the proper quick time event bits and it'll be yeah. like take the path or take the dangerous route i try and take the dangerous yeah. route just to make it more interesting <laughs> yeah and you think that you might be rewarded if you take the dangerous one by the yeah. game like the... <laughs> um that's cool the only other game i've started recently is um the latest season of the walking dead a new frontier Ooh, is that the always... one with michonne no, it's uh, Javier and Clementine. I didn't even know that they went, that they they continued on past Michonne's series. Yeah, it's a whole whole season, five episodes. I got Woo! it was ten ten pounds on sale. Oh sweet! So I, I think I've burned out on those style of games though. Oh, I really like. I still really like them. I just I think they they're good because I play them with Cat, and we just like yeah. And also with this new one, the main difference, apart from a few other UI differences is uh, they've got crowd play, so you can connect with your smartphone and other people in the room can also make decisions. Oh, wow. 
So that's hmm. quite cool, like increasing this kind of social aspect of it. You can't don't have to just play it on your own. Nice. So. I always wait for those to come free on PS Plus because both the yeah the first two seasons of that I got free on PS Plus. I've never paid for a Walking Dead Telltale's game. <laughs> yeah, and they, and and if they don't come out free, they always go on big time sales. Like the Telltale Collection was like twenty two pounds at some point, which was uh, it was like a good six games, I think. Yeah, it was Tales from Borderlands, <laughs> Game of Thrones, The Two Walking Deads. Uh, uh, Wolf Among Us. Yeah, it was ridiculous. But yeah. I had like, The Two Walking Dead, so it wasn't... I really enjoyed playing those so games as they came out and then waiting for each episode. Because at that time, we were doing the Mana Tank podcast, and um, mm. we would talk about an episode and then wait for the next mm. episode to come out. It was just that, that sense of, of build-up to the next episode yeah. coming was really good. Yeah, I, I got that with uh, Life is Strange. I was very up-to-date with that one. Oh, I haven't played that yet. That was free on PS Plus recently, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's on the list. Yeah, it's it's so good, guys. Really good, really good game. Um, they've got the, the next, uh, like the prequel coming out. I think it's a prequel in a couple of days. Might yeah, even already be out. Is it called Episode One or something? Got something. It's like it's Life is Strange before the storm. That's it. I yeah. think, and then it's um, yeah, and there's it's like kind of a. I think it's prior to the events of the first season, but yeah, I'll definitely get involved in that because it was good fun. Good stuff. Should we get on to our game of the week? Well, there's one thing I wanted to bring up, Eric. That, oh, like, please I, do. My, um, I don't know if you guys saw. Um. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on it. I thought it would be quite interesting to discuss on here. Have you guys seen um, in Australia, there's a store called EB Games, which is a, an offshoot of GameSpot, I believe? Yeah, those used to be huge here. Yeah, they um, yeah, yeah. are somewhere in Australia where you pay like 20 Australian dollars, which I think is about 16 American dollars, um, a month. And you basically can just rent out all of their pre-owned collection. That like is... You go in, get a game off the pre-owned shelf, rent it out, take it back, get another one off the pre-owned shelf, and then take it back, and it just works like that. And then if you decide you want to buy the game, you, you then go in and just pay for it. That is a fantastic deal. Wow. I remember Blockbuster did something like that one summer when I was a sophomore in high school or something. It was $20 for the game card, and you could just rent unlimited games. We went through every game in their ps2 collection that summer you could rent a game go home play it sucks go back 20 minutes later rent another game for 20 now, bucks. Wow. now here's the thing that makes it interesting originally they were going to limit it to like games had to be below a certain value now they've changed it to the entire pre-owned selection so say something comes out one week someone trades that in after a few days that ends up going on the pre-owned shelf. You can get like a game that only came out a few weeks ago. So, do, do they go into any any uh, detail about if you take one of the pre-owned games from the shelf? How long can you keep that for before you have to get it like renewed or? Well, I'm like... assuming it's twenty dollars for unlimited, and then it's just per month. So if you keep it for three months, wait, well, it's like it is like a subscription service. So yeah, you pay the twenty twenty dollars and go in and out of the stores. But I and think it's... You're... Go on, Tom, sorry. You're allowed one game? One game at a time? Okay, 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 that's cool. Apparently it's called but... Swap and Play. 
but it's genius if you think about it because i know there used to be the um through the door mail renting things i think there's still some around but i think there's one called boomerang games in the uk yeah like gamefly yeah this is genius because if you think about it it gets people going in and out of their stores yeah that's yeah definitely that's well plus it's just more income for them too Mm. you got a pre-owned selection sat there gathering dust may as well make some money from it well when i went in to buy those amiibos um they kept trying to talk Uh, eric (laughs) oh man yeah i haven't told that story uh eric got me a cloud amiibo well the 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 cloud player 2 amiibo that wasn't even released in the uk was it was it not it's a GameStop exclusive. Maybe that's why I couldn't find oh, it. Oh, wow. Yeah. That must be it, yeah. And they were apparently pre-order only. A few of the GameStops have gotten random shipments in, but as soon as they come in, they're gone. Um, anyway, there was one store here locally that had two of them in stock. So I went in after 48 hours, which is GameStop policy. We hold pre-orders for 48 hours, and then we sell it. Went in. They said, nope, they're on reserve. Like, great. It's been 48 hours. You can sell them. Nope district manager policy we hold them for three weeks I'm like that doesn't that doesn't sound right i used to be a, a gamestop manager I, I know that's not right well it's our district policy okay <laughs> fine so i have a friend who works at another gamestop in that same district and called him up and like is this true he goes absolutely not so i went in a week later I'm like those can, I buy, them? <laughs> can i can i buy those amiibos now nope still on hold and I went through the whole spiel again. They go, yeah, well, our store manager's not here, so you'll have to talk to her about it. Came back another week later. They still said no. So I went back last week. Store manager was there. And she gave me that same spiel. We have to hold them for three weeks. And I went, great. It's been out for five. I would like to buy them. Well, <laughs> well, our district manager, blah, 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 blah. I'm like, I would like to buy them. It's been five weeks. They're just sitting in your drawer. I know they're here because all the other GameStops have said, you have them. Well, if you'd like to stand off on the side, I can call the pre-orders and see if they're going to come in and pick them up. Like, clearly they're not. It's been five weeks. So she goes and calls him, and I text my friend who filled me in when I was driving over there about my one inquiry to these two amiibos apparently caused a colossal feud within the district between district managers. (laughs) Because oh this God. one district manager that was passing down this directive was not supposed to be doing that. So this other district manager caught wind of it and started laying into this guy about it. So this my, my one inquiry just caused this massive ripple. Um, so I stand off on the side and I text my buddy like, dude, she's not going to release him to me. He's like, give me her number and her name. So he <laughs> calls her from his store and just chews her out because he knew what was going on. He knew that she knew what was going on. Long story short, she finally had to sell them to me because he said, you know what? This is garbage. You know you're not supposed to be holding these company policies, so on and so forth. <laughs> it's the little wow. victories in life. Um, but anyway, back to my... Bones rang out through the land. Back to my original <laughs> point. Uh, they were trying to pre get me to pre-order stuff, like the Xbox One or certain games. I'm like, I mean, I'm... I don't want the Xbox One, period. But these games, yeah, I do want. But I'm just going to be frank. I'm getting them for 20% off on Amazon. So, sorry. She goes, yeah, I can't can't blame you for that. Wow. So, <laughs> circling yeah. back to the original thought, 
play and swap is a great idea because it keeps customers coming into their stores. Yeah, actually, while you were, I just had a look at um, that boomerang service you mentioned, uh, Mike. Mm-hmm. It's like a uh, ten pounds a month, and you're allowed the same same sort of deal one one game a time. But you can yeah. just you can just post it back. And yeah, take well, the next one on your list. I for a little while. Um, do you remember I I said a while like a couple of years ago I got rid of all my consoles and everything and, and went traveling and whatnot. Um, yeah, quite a while I used. Um, used the Love Films version of that. There's a uh, yeah. There was basically a company here in the UK called Love Film, and it was oh yeah. Dan used to use that. Yeah, it was filmed through the post, but they were doing games as well, and they ended up they stopped doing the games, so I ended up unsubscribing. And I didn't. I never bought games. I literally had my list of games. They sent me them and done. And but the only thing was, I didn't really keep any games, obviously. See, when I did GameFly though, they'd give you this big list that you'd have to fill out, and then the stuff I wanted to play was always at the top of everybody's list, so I'd never get it. And I'm like, well, this is like fifteenth uh, on my list. I guess I'll play Donkey Kong. Yeah. <laughs> the downside that if they you'd have these lists, and you know, sometimes you're in a mood to play a platformer, sometimes you're in the mood to play fighting games, sometimes you're in the mood to play an RPG, and they send you they'll send you games and they're like, oh, I really don't want to play this now. Like I remember uh... they sent me Super Mario Galaxy and I really wasn't in the mood to play a three D Mario game. And I think I played it five minutes and sent it back and then I didn't actually play Super Mario Galaxy for another like six months or um I mean I could see that it was an ama- amazing game. I just really wasn't in the mood to play something like that at the time and that was the downside. I've never played that game. Oh Super God, Mario you're killing Galaxy. me. You're Isn't actually killing me. Wait, didn't <laughs> it's coming up to being old enough to be on the show? Mario Galaxy, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah wasn't, our, wow. our cutoff is 10 years. Yeah, I think it's 10 years in about November. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'd love to have an excuse I to love that. Mario Galaxy. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it came out November 1st, 2007. Holy God, that makes me feel old. No, I never played Galaxy or Sunshine. I never played Sunshine. I think we should try to do that. But that the problem oh, with that yeah. is that you have to get it on GameCube. Yeah. I don't think it was on the Wii U Virtual Console, was it? No. Because that's a big thing that everyone's wanting on the Switch Virtual Console when it eventually comes out. I did play it, it a little bit back when I had a GameCube and really enjoyed it. It is possible to emulate. I suppose. I get the, the general impression, because I've not played it either, I get the general impression it's kind of the black sheep of the 3D Mario. Yeah, I would I would agree. I heard it was. I mean, you've got a backpack that shoots water. The people that seem to love it really <laughs> love it, and the people that seem to hate it really fucking hate it. It's the impression again. <laughs> we'll fall somewhere right in the middle. <laughs> That'll take <laughs> right. Yeah. Speaking of in the middle, Wonder Boy 3. Oh, what's a segue? Get it? Because there's five (laughs) Wonder Boy games, and this is the third one? I don't. I kind of get it, I guess. It's a thinking man's joke. Got it. Got it. (laughs) 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 Moving on. That was our game for this week. Uh, Much to the enjoyment of many of our listeners... I didn't realize yep. we had such a such a, a wide breadth of Wonder Boy fans out there. Mm. I don't know why we chose three. Yeah, why did we choose three? Because I almost started playing the wrong one. Shit, if I know. I don't even know well, how we came to this consensus. I think I somebody recommended either. it. I just got told we were playing it. Yeah. 
<laughs> Tears up told. And boy, what a gem. I can see why people like this game. Yeah. A uh, little bit of history behind this. Did anybody else do some history reading on the game? Bit. Or shall I mm, bestow upon you my knowledge? Take it away, Captain. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Boy 3, The Dragon's Trap, is part of a series called Wonder Boy. That's all I know. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, ori the original. <laughs> that would have been better if you did the slow clap. <laughs> uh, the series originally kicked off in 1986 for arcades, but then was soon ported to. Hey, it's the same age as me. Me too. <laughs> that means we're 31. Oh, uh, not yet. Not till November. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> After that, it was ported from arcade to the SG-1000, which I'd never heard of. Yeah, what the hell is that? I think it's a Sega system. <laughs> a little late on the slow clap there. It was, I think it was a really old uh, Sega yeah. um, system. I remember hearing about it. it. It was only sold in Japan. I saw one when I was in Japan. It, it looks really cool. What's it called, sorry? SG-1000. The SG-1000. The controller is like a... Um, it's like a it looks like a, t a TV remote with a stick in the middle. Oh. Um, yeah, kind of like the Atari like, stick. A little bit like the ColecoVision. It sounds like it should be a robot sent back in time in Terminator. CG-1000. Port old arcade games. Uh, it also came out for the Sega Mark III, which was also the Master System, and the Game Gear. Uh, total of... of Five games. Um, How one of cool them... does the mass system look? Such a retro console. <laughs> like, it's just... Let me see. Like, it... I mean the original... Um, it looks really good. Japan version, yeah. <laughs> it looks just... really good. I, I, we, when we were younger, we had a Master System 2, the one with the big clunky, like... Oh, yeah. Like, flat, where the <laughs> go in. Because obviously... <laughs> had a game built in didn't it so you could play it without a cartridge in and like yeah just, every time you got uh, a cartridge clunk it back <laughs> we had um my friend had alex the kid in pre-installed in in his master system i don't know if that was a, a standard i guess i guess well they all had, had that game I, maybe or i believe I, I could be wrong on this um but i believe some had sonic the hedgehog in and Ooh. so yeah uh, yes and some had alex kid in uh, the one we had alex kid yeah, awesome. Sorry to take you on a tangent there, Eric, to hardware, but I just no, you're you're at, you're fine. I was just looking at the uh, at the mass system, and I realised it was a uh, quite a forgotten console, really, because the Poor. NES was so much more popular. Poor Sega. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just here, but yeah, I I remember we had a Mega Drive in our house and I, I don't know why but randomly my sister asked for a Master System one Christmas I'm not sure if like a friend of hers had it or anything like that and she so she randomly got a Master System and the games that I remember playing on it I always remember feeling that they felt so inferior to the Mega Drive and I never really enjoyed it that much as a system I mean Alex Kidd was always fantastic um, so when we said we were playing a Master System game I was a bit like eh, I don't know how this is going to go but I really enjoyed this Hmm. Hmm. Well, good. Well, 
We'll I, seem, get I there. seem to remember the console itself was really popular in just random parts of the world, like in South America. Sega Master Systems and Mega Drives were made for like much longer. Like they were available in retail stores for like a good five, ten years after everybody else had given up on it. <laughs> it's just um, emerging markets were like totally digging the Master System, which is just totally random. But there you go. The series Wonder Boy follows a character named <laughs> My iPad just turned on. Shut up. I said series, <laughs> not Siri. He's admitted to having an Apple product. How could you, Eric? All the shit you give Apple products and you have one right there. I'm gonna edit that part of the show out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna get it every now and again so you've got low sweat Make a note <laughs> at Eric, one hour twenty five. <laughs> Edit out iPad mention. <laughs> uh, the series. God damn it! Don't turn on. <laughs> Shut up. Let's try this again. The series follows. <laughs> damn it! I'm turning you off. She keeps going. What can I help you with? Just plug it. I'm pretty sure the whole series feature doesn't work if it's unplugged. Ask it, her to read out the history of Wonder Boy. Yes. Uh, it follows <laughs> Wonder Boy, or simply Boy in the Japanese version, as he saves his girlfriend. This is the first one. Uh, from the Dark King, also renamed Drankon, in the Game Gear version. Then the sequel, Wonder Boy... And the reason I'm going through this is because you need to know these small nuggets of information bef- to understand what's happening in Wonder Boy 3. The first one on the Master System. Because this is the one where he's wearing like leaves like a caveman. Yeah, he's like a Cro-Magnum. And, and for some reason, pers- sometimes gets a skateboard and a helmet. Yeah, yeah. And you're invincible for one hit no, on a skateboard, that. something like that. Uh, I just the second- it being really ridiculous because he looked like a caveman, then suddenly he'd, he'd get there with his <laughs> on and be like a young Eric Peterson grinding yeah. down the street. <laughs> Massive skateboarder. Um, the second one, Wonder Boy in Wonderland, follows the events of the first game, but it's 11 years later. Your character's name is revealed to be Broccoli Temjin. However, broccoli, broccoli Temjin. Is that what he had round his round him? Was it not leaves? Is it just broccoli? Well, his name is <laughs> maybe it's Bockley. Bockley, broccoli. Oh, oh, Bockley. Yeah, Lee. His middle okay. name is Lee. Bockley Temjin. But get I'm this, so- guys. Get this. Guess what his friends call him? Bockers. Tom Tom. <laughs> not Yum Yum. No, yum yum. <laughs> so Tom didn't even need to change this character's name to be him <laughs> times two. Tom squared. Mm, uh, that's how I like it. There's peace in the land until Mecha Dragon arrives, begins terrorizing the land, and the people who are all enamored with Wonder Boy after his his events from the first game call on him to save the land again. And then... Wonder Boy 3 kicks off after that. I thought it was cool that it started at the very end of number 2. Yeah, the first level is kind of a simplified version of the final level from Wonder Boy in Wonderland. And then you face uh, the boss, you, you face Mecha Dragon at the beginning of it. Yes. See, um, I didn't I didn't know any of this and I was thinking, "Oh, this game's pretty easy." So Tom Tom goes into the <laughs> Dragon's Lair slays him and as a result is cursed and transformed into a lizard 
your goal in this game is to undo the curse by defeating other dragons to ob obtain, in the end, the Salamander Cross. I, I didn't realize it was a curse. I just thought that was a skill he had. No, it's a, it's definitely a curse. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> uh I well, found you it by now that I'm I'm a big believer in these old games of reading the instruction manual. A lot of times you get story, and this is this is what I did with this game. I checked the instruction manual out, and yeah, it explains all this. Yeah, well, I you generally got a physical don't. copy of it. No, I found the instruction manual online. Oh, nice. This particular version of the game has had a ton of re-releases. Mm. It first came out. I made a quick note of them here. It first came out on the Master System in 89. Then it was ported to the PC in 1991 and called Adventure Island, which isn't to be confused with the NES game Adventure Island. Uh, this one was published by Hudson Soft, and they were not allowed to make any references to Wonder Boy, but it essentially was the same game. Um, came out on the Turbo Graphics in 91 called Dragon's Curse came out in the Game Gear in 92, and in Japan under Monster World 2 Dragon Noana. Uh, I growing up, and I didn't have many games for it, but I would have fucking I, loved this. Oh, yeah. I had oh, yeah. a Game Gear 2 and, and uh, didn't play much. Um, no. 93, Tech Toy released the game in Brazil for the Master System, but they replaced all of the sprites with characters from a Brazilian comic series called Monica's Gang, which apparently... During the remake for the Switch, a lot of fans were, were calling out to the developers to include homages from that version with the sprites from Monica's Gang, but they couldn't because they didn't hold the rights to those characters. Um, 2007, it was released in PS, on PS2 in Japan as part of a Wonder Boy collection, which, get the name of this collection... Sega Ages 2500 Volume 29 Monster World Complete Collection. <laughs> Dot com. <laughs> and hotmail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, of course, it came out on the Switch, which is the version that I played. Nice. Did you play with the original graphics, Eric? Or? Uh, I bounced back and forth between them. I, every screen that I went into at some point, I checked out the original graphics just to see how it compared. Um, which I want to talk about the remake version for a couple seconds because I watched the developer diaries on this. And this I is... About to say, I watched the developer die. <laughs> <laughs> just throw him, jump off a cliff. Um... <laughs> just going to upload this video of my death. Um uh, Sorry. <laughs> no, essentially, to remake this, they reverse engineered the entire original game. Um, it began in 2003, was finally announced in 2016, and was started as a fan remake between two guys. One guy, Ben Fuquet? Fuquet? I don't know Fuck how to pronounce too. it. It's probably it's French. Uh <laughs> He did all of the art and animation single-handedly. This game is all hand-drawn. Well, the remake. The remake is 100% hand-drawn. It does look good, though. Like, they did a really fucking good job with it. Well, he was talking about his inspirations and how he drew inspiration from uh, Aladdin, Earthworm Jim, and Cool Spot. Oh, you're speaking my language here. And oh, had my. to do... 
every single frame individually, which I guess I didn't really think about this when you do a hand-drawn game, um, makes it even more difficult because it, it doesn't provide any flexibility within the development. So if halfway through the game you go, I kind of want his character animation to do this. Well, you have to go mm. back and redo everything. It's not like now you can just go into the computer and go, and do that. Yeah. Nuts. you got to yeah. really have a, have it properly, fully planned out, I guess. Like, totally nail down the style that, that, you, that you're looking for and he not was, go back on it. He was talking about a comic series that he also drew inspiration from by uh, comic artist um, Franco-Belgian. And if you look up those comics, it's almost identical to the art style. It's really cool. But the the company, Lizard Cube, ended up working on the game with the original designer of Wonder Boy 3. So they they did a lot of fan service in this game. And I think they did it right. But it was really cool to just be able to flip between original graphics and and remade graphics on the fly. Mm. Does the gameplay still feel the same with the switching graphics? Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's seamless. Where if, if you if there's an enemy in a certain spot on the screen and you flip to the old graphics, that enemy will still be there firing the same weapon. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah, I think didn't Sonic Mania start off as a fan project as well? I think it did. So yes. Yeah, well, I think that's cool. I think that's a great way of doing these because I think the fan remakes mm. are more in touch. And in tune with what the community truly wants than than the company itself. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. And like, if Sonic hasn't proved that, I don't know what will. Yeah, we could definitely stand to see more games revived like Sonic and like Crash. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, because they had Naughty summer. Dog's involvement, didn't they? Quite a lot every step of the way. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Just to kind of give them some pointers. So who wants to take us through the basics of the game? I can hit that if you want. Do it! Do it! (laughs) Uh, So basically, um, as I said, Mecha Dragon um, puts a curse onto Wonder Boy. Uh, (laughs) Tom Tom. (laughs) Tom Tom. At the Mecha Dragon, turn left. Uh, so, <laughs> joke right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing got but the it. best on this show. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that so, is um, a fact. As Eric said, you um, you know, Wonder Boy needs to get the salamander cross to lift the curse. Um, so obviously, it's a platforming, um, platforming sort of action adventure game, and it's not linear at all. Really, you basically Wonder Boy is turned into Lizard Man at first. And you have to progress through the game, find out, figure out where you can go whilst using Lizard Man, because you later find out that there are different forms that you can get. So there's Lizard Man, Mouse Man, Piranha Man, Lion Man, and Hawk Man, all with different abilities. You gain access to these um, various stages through the game. So then you use those abilities from each um, version um, to access different parts of the game, usually ending up with a dragon boss fight, turning into the next form, and then you can carry on. The game has a little bit of a labyrinthian feel to it as well, where you're not really clear as to where to go. I've, I remember finding myself, I wasn't confused, but I just had to wrap my head around how the game was structured because I wanted to go through this without a guide as much as possible, um, mainly because we had two weeks to play it and it was only five-ish hours long. So 
I, I didn't feel like I, I needed to rush through it uh, like some of our longer games, but um, you're dropped into a town and you can go into a shop, um, a tower, and a, a church. A church that's run by a pig in a stripy vest top. <laughs> Yeah. smoking a cigarette and, a, and an eye patch Hawking, i think yeah. hawking his wares <laughs> in church <laughs> which uh, which the church is where you get your passwords from can i just talk about the password uh bit for a moment yeah the so the passwords on this like on the actual front cover of the game it, it brags about having passwords save now Throughout the game, you you obviously you get your different forms. There's different weapons you can collect, different shields and different armors. Um, there's also other little collectibles like um, there's these gems that increase um, I think it's charisma points or something, charm points I believe it's called, which we'll get into in a bit. Um, and also what doors you've unlocked because there's certain areas where you need keys to get to doors. And basically the passwords generate themselves depending on what you've done, what you've picked up. So essentially it is a really really early form of a save system but through the use of actual passwords. So it, each time you visit the church, if you've done more or picked up more or anything like that, the password will be different every single time. And I thought that was a little cool. That was a cool feature. Huh. I didn't utilize the passwords because I was playing it on Switch. Yeah, I didn't either because yeah. I used save states. Um, it was cool, though, because I was reading about how the if you had saves or passwords from way back on your old system, they would work here and vice versa. If you were playing this here on the Switch... And got a password, you could take it back to the old console and still load it. Oh my god. Online, there is actually a password generator for this game. So you, you Google it, you go on the website, and you can basically put um, what form you want to be in, how which of the three doors you can unlock, how many you've unlocked, how many of this item you'll have in your inventory, if you have this weapon, this weapon, this weapon, etc., etc. And you could basically use the drop-down bars to select exactly what you want, and it will generate the password for you. Wow. Huh. <laughs> like someone obviously put a lot of work into that. Yeah, I mean, it's probably just an algorithm that this displays if you want this and so on. Yeah, yeah. But still, that's impressive. Um, but I did find myself unsure of where to go and kind of what my point was at the beginning. I'm like, great, I'm a lizard. I can shoot fire. Oh, hey, I can go to the beach. The fuck do I do <laughs> over here? Yeah. <laughs> It, it was quite confusing because I didn't use a guide at all and I was just playing the uh, mass system version. So I kind of just... I, the first the first sort of prologue baffled me a bit because I didn't realise I was playing the end of a previous game. Yeah, like, oh, I got so to I this final of... boss quick. <laughs> yeah, it just all kind of felt all a bit hurried and a bit rushed and a bit easy. Uh, I kind of figured that there must be something else to come and then obviously like you just explained you're suddenly in this town area with uh like there's a nurse and a like a place to buy stuff and i had no gold at this point so i was kind of like well am i supposed to be buying things right now or <laughs> or do i just move on and i actually it took me a little while to find the first level even yeah that's where i got stuck too but in then once I got to that first level, I found myself just kind of continuously grinding back and forth because I wasn't sure of what to do. And in the meantime, I was amassing a ton of, of gold. Yeah. Which I found myself doing quite frequently as well. There was a, a point later in the game where I spent probably 35, 40 minutes just grinding for gold so I could buy a certain yeah. shield. Can, can someone explain to me, because I never really could figure out what the uh, system was. So when you die there's suddenly this kind of roulette game where 
Oh, you'd start with uh, a potion. Yeah, but what does this potion do? I if never you die, it just restores it. your health immediately on the spot. Oh, okay, okay. So I did see that happen. Yeah. Although that's that a bit strange, because I struggled with one of the bosses a bit later on. And although I was using save states, I went in there with a potion. And I think I had five hearts at that time. It was over five or six hearts I had. And obviously the potion just uses itself automatically. And I, I was kept reloading my save state so often to do this boss. It took me a good half hour to, to be able to do it. And each time I, I redid my save state, loaded up my save state and got onto the boss, the potion used itself. Sometimes it would give me one heart back, sometimes two, sometimes five. It seemed really, really random. Huh. I think mine always restored okay. my health. Uh, no, mine didn't. Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, um, basically the roulette is if you start with a potion or not. There right, is, okay. There is one shop you can find that does sell them. So if you've got a yellow if you got a yellow heart then nothing happened nothing. and you just yeah. restarted the game with all thankfully with all the gold that you've just collected. So you could just kinda keep going and keep farming gold, it seems. Yeah, instead of having to trace your way back to the beginning, if you're just kinda going through a level yeah. again, just die. Go back. Yeah. I wondered if I was supposed to be doing that, but that's what I was doing. Every time I'd f finished a boss and went back through the door, I was like, okay, well, do I have to go back all the way through this level again? Or maybe I'll just kill myself and just go back. Well, way. generally, after every boss, there, there was always a door that returned you back to the town anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah true. But if you're just going back into the levels and hunting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so each of the characters has a different special ability lizard man can just shoot fire um mouse man gets to walk on the walls which mike you were telling me that on the original it doesn't make that readily apparent that you can walk on checkered blocks no you just turn into mouse man and then that's it the the only clue the only clue really that you get is um when you come out of that section you go back sort of back the way you came and you can see um, a section that Mouse Man is small enough to get through. Now, if you jump across to it and accidentally attach yourself to the wall, then yeah, you you realize. I mean, I, like I said before, I actually read the instructions beforehand and it goes through the forms and it does say that he can walk on walls and ceilings made of mouse block. So as soon as I got Mouse Man, recognized it from the instruction manual, I was like, okay, I can walk on some walls now. Figured out which blocks they were. And then that was when I realized. I think if I hadn't read the instruction manual first, I might have had to like, look it up to see what the hell I had to do. Was that the, the checkered blocks that you could walk yep. on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mouse Man's Man. level was the most infuriating for me. Well, in the forest? In the forest. Well, then you start climbing the tower, and you have to go uh, up the left side and then drop down the center and then go up the right side. Meanwhile, these genies are dropping down up uh, out of the ceiling. And if you're not properly equipped... Uh, and this took me a little while to fully understand is that just because armor that you buy is fantastic for one character, it's probably shit for a different character. So you're you're constantly switching between your gear, depending on what character you're using. Well, the actual characters themselves have different stat levels. Um, yeah. they're, actually, they're actually listed in the instruction manual as well. So Lizard Man is zero across your attack power, defense power, and your charm power. And the other guys, are, you know, obviously the differing levels on there. 
Uh, um, okay. The first, well, the first boss. Let's talk about each of the bosses. The mummy dragon, which I basically vomits Irish look onto you. Oh yeah, it looked like uh, four leaf clovers. Yeah, <laughs> it looked more like a hedge pig as well than a dragon. <laughs> he wasn't nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing, <laughs> nothing nice about him. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do, did you find a. Uh, just or just before we leave Mouse Man, do you find that when he was running around, it looks like he's holding a cup of tea instead of a shield? <laughs> <laughs> Who, Mouse Man? Yeah, it just looks like he's running with a cuppa really fast Trying instead not of to a shield. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just kept imagining that was his goal. Oh yeah, and he's got his little <laughs> dagger in the back. Yeah, or it's his, or it's his stirring spoon. <laughs> yeah. It does look like yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, sorry. It was just an aside. Um, how did you guys get on with that first boss? Easy enough? I died yeah, once ages. just because I was trying to wrap my head around what am I supposed to be doing here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well this is the, the frustrating thing about the bosses. Um, because what we haven't mentioned is you can pick up these extra weapons. So there's fireballs and arrows, mm. and hurricanes, things like that that do different things. And you access them from the pause screen. But... I found out after playing it because after I finished playing it, I went, you know, I went online and, and read up some bits of because I didn't want to ruin anything for myself beforehand, so I did it afterwards. And some of the dragons, um, you can make it easier on yourself by using these items, but you have to have the correct one equipped before you go into the boss because for some reason during the boss, instead of getting the status screen, the start button just literally pauses it. So you can't switch those uh... weapons on the fly switch those weapons on the fly whilst you're in the boss room for some see reason. i never really utilized those the only bonus no. weapon i ever used was the arrow to get rid of those fucking clouds oh that's same here it looked like they're wearing sunglasses yeah yeah the cool the cool cloud <laughs> they're called uh, <laughs> in this manual that has all the names for the creatures they're called hovering smog Ooh, <laughs> he just shits out hot fire on you i didn't even kill them in the end i just run past them as so much as quick as I could, I would collect a bunch of these things and then never use them because actually, the second one I used was the tornado on the ninjas that we'll get to or on the uh, samurais that we'll get to later. But in the bosses, I felt like they just they didn't do much damage. Every sword hit, if you had the proper sword equipped, would do about eight damage per. And I thought the other ones, I, I guess I didn't test them all on every boss, but they were only doing like one or mm -hmm. two damage maybe. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I found that I didn't use the. Uh, I used the tornado once, arrows a few times. Never once used the fireball or the, never used uh, the electricity. No, I used it never. once just to see what it did. <laughs> yeah, I did not. It was, it was just too cumbersome to kind of go into a menu, equip it, come out, and then. See, on mine, to... you could just switch it on the fly with L one and R one. Ah, uh, okay, okay. How did you use them, Eric? Was it a separate button to use them? Yeah, it was the A button. See, on the on the master system. Um, obviously, only had two buttons, so you had one yeah. button to your attack, one button which was to jump. So to use your other weapons, you had to press down and jump at the same time. Ooh. Yeah, it was really weird. I, it took me ages to figure that out. So sometimes you you try to use it, but you jump at the same time. So those hovering smog guys, if you were trying to use an arrow to fire up towards them, sometimes you'd actually jump into it at the same time. That's... Do you guys use the boomerang at all? No, never. No. I did when I ran out of tornadoes and I needed them for the ninjas. <laughs> no, I didn't use it at all. So, Mouse Man, you had to fight Zombie Dragon. 
Yeah, he was he was surprisingly easy. Yeah. Like he was easier than um Mummy Dragon. Oh it, yeah, it just took it just took ages though. It was just the, the constant same pattern of he would he would go into the ground, move left and right a few times, and you just kinda of leap over him. Well and if you got hit by uh his green spitballs, they would just kind of bounce you around. Yeah, yeah. But I, but I was figuring out that every attack I did would take between two and three HP away from him. So it was, took me a long old while. He's only doing. Down. You must not have been upgrading your armor or your uh, weapons. Yeah, I didn't at that point. I did. I was just kind of skipping all that stuff and just doing the levels. And then I started to realize once I dove a little bit deeper into it that you could change all that. <laughs> Yeah, there's a but lot of hidden still... shops too. None of the, not all yeah. the shops are readily apparent, and the best gear is in the hidden shops. Yeah, definitely. Like the goblin mail or something. I think I could have got early on, but I just couldn't afford it. It was like 190 gold, and I had absolutely nothing. I accidentally got one of the um, later armors quite quickly into the game, quite soon in the game for free. So you know the, is it the dragon mail that makes you um, oh. immune to the lava? Yeah. At the very beginning of the game, obviously you go up, you get the key, you go through the tower, and you go left to go towards the pyramid area. If you go right there, um, you end up in like a lava area. And when I first started, I didn't know whether to go right or left, so I went right and struggled to get through there because all the enemies near enough kill you on one hit. So struggled, kept going. I thought, fucking hell, this game's hard. <laughs> <laughs> One of the um, there's these weird like beetle enemies that shoot fireballs up and you can kill them there because they're not they're they're on the ground where you can get to them and I killed one of those and got the dragon um, dragon mail quite early um, so that really really helped me on the first few when I realised I must be going the wrong way here let me try going the other way so I went the other way um, having that higher defence really really helped worth it did it nice nice nice. What about the extra optional hearts? How many did you guys end the game with? Six, I think. Uh, I had four, four hearts. Whoa! But I didn't finish the game. <gasps> Thomas! Exactly. exactly. You only had two as... weeks to beat a four-hour game. <laughs> uh, I found all eight of them. Wow. Yeah. I wasn't sure how many there were, so when I got done, I looked... I wanted to get the rest of them because after you beat it, you can go explore. I'm like, I want to go get the rest of the hearts. I already mm. got them. I only got as far as beating the uh, like the sort of pirate dragon. So Piranha Man. Yeah, is that his name? Yep, he's next. He, no, uh, none of the yeah, Captain Dra- Captain Dragon. He's called. All of them said dragon in the top right for me. There was no different names. The names are in the instruction manual. Oh, the bloody manual. <laughs> 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 Yeah, my, on the Switch forward. version, they'd have a really cool intro scene that would flash their name across. Uh, okay. This guy is the one I think I struggled the most with. Hmm. Because his pattern was so interesting. Um, he would jump up, and then he'd shoot out all these hooks. And they would yeah. they would always bounce in the same spot. And they'd bounce and then go over you. So if you stood in the right spot, you're fine. But then he would do this goofy little hop hop and you'd have to jump right as he's landing from his second hop and try to hit him in the nose and if you weren't perfect with your timing on it you'd miss or you'd run into him and get hit because i found that piranha man was my 
was probably my favorite although he wasn't the strongest he was probably my favorite form in terms of how he handled and the way he attacked um jumping ahead a little bit here obviously the next form is the lion man and yeah his attack is powerful but and it hits all around him but it's a little janky and a bit slow and sometimes you struggle to hit enemies with it so see i'm exact i i found it to be exactly the opposite because lion man he almost feels just really loose and sloppy with his attack because he does that arch where he can mm. hit things above him, in front of him, and below him all in one sw- in one swing, whereas Piranha Man's sword just goes out at his face level. So, so I you... found more precise, and I, I liked that for some reason. Oh, it drove me nuts because when the fish are swimming towards you, you have to make sure to hop up just a little bit to hit them. But I did like how if you were attacking, you weren't sinking. Yeah, that was cool. Hmm. I mean, I liked Piranha Man. The 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 walk up through the sunken ship to the Captain Dragon was tough. Because this is where... Ghosts start coming out of the ground, isn't it? Yeah. So you'll get these different colored ghosts. Some of them just pop up. Others pop up and then shoot fireballs at you. So you'll walk forward. A ghost will pop up, fire a fireball at you as another one pops up. So you have enough time to either attack or block the first one and then turn around and attack or block the second one. So it all becomes very intricate. And this was right around the time where I'm not sure what was happening with my Switch, but I was using the Pro Controller, and all of the controls suddenly felt really sluggish. So I had to switch to playing in handheld mode. Interesting. No. Weird. I don't know. I wonder if that was the game or the Switch itself. I don't know. It felt really sluggish. Um, So then I put it in handheld mode. I'm like, yep, this is fine. Plugged it back into the dock wasn't fine i don't know if the controller was dying but with a battery life that long and it's always charged mm. i find that hard to believe probably just needs a patch i guess no like you you kind of hopped in there as soon as it's been released so maybe they just need to iron something out yeah hmm. Hmm. but yeah those ghosts because you can't see where they're going to come up either there's no hint to where they're going to be so it's well and case- then the the cyclops has come out and there's different colored Cyclops. I believe these ones were green, where if you'd hit them, they would, they, they would fall back a few steps and then start throwing boulders at you. And those boulders, two or three of them, kills you. So I died a lot trying to get up to Captain Dragon. And I think that's maybe why I struggled with him the most. Um, so I went and farmed a little bit for gold. And if you farm enough, sometimes enemies will drop potions. And I just got lucky enough where I walked into him with two or three potions. Eric, how does the save system work on the Switch thing? Obviously, I was using save states. The master system would have used the password system, which puts you back at the church every single time. And when uh, you die, you go back to the church every single time. So what? how was the save system for the Switch? To be honest, I'm I'm not sure because I would just always put it to sleep. I would just press the home button and then drop it into the console to charge. What or drop it into the dock. When Maybe. you die, it just takes you back to the, the church. Oh. So that's where things got really annoying. It's like, hey, I'm at the boss, and I've slogged through all of this shit, died all the way back. But it it's almost built that way on purpose because you have to go through, and if you want to get the good gear, you almost have to go through each of these levels a couple times to get enough gold. It's, I, I'm so grateful for save states, honestly, because I think it would have driven me nuts, especially... The next boss that we're getting to, the one I struggled with, I died on that 
over 10 times easily. And if I'd had oh, to yeah. back through that section, and that next section is fucking hard. And, <laughs> oh, man. Them samurais and them ninjas. Yeah, oh, man. So the next section, you, you go through like a... It is like a sort of ninja, samurai, sort of Japanese kind of area. And the ninjas will throw stars at you and then leap towards you. And sometimes you'll have like two or three of them at a time. And then you've got the samurais. And I think it is it the green samurais where you try to hit them and they kind of shimmy back a little bit. And if you miss them, they then fire three fireballs at you every time you miss them. Which I thought was really cool because it kind of gave you a little bit of a lead up as to what to expect when fighting Damyo Dragon. Because mm-hmm. it's almost the exact same attack pattern. Yeah. But this is oh. where I used the uh, tornadoes. See, this is where I. Yeah, it was the tornadoes I used here, but I used the tornadoes more back in the pirate ship because there's those areas with the, the ghosts and the cyclops. And if you threw the tornadoes, there were sections where there was like a barrel. And then another barrel, and the ghost and the cyclops would be in between the two barrels. If you throw the tornado down, it would go back and forth and kill them. Oh yeah, that's where um, I use that the most. Yeah, this this uh, the Daimyo Temple was a bitch and a half because you get a couple samurai and a couple ninjas all bouncing around at once. You got to be really precise with where you position yourself after the the ninjas are jumping towards you. Mm. Oh jeez. I like Lion Man though. I think he's my favorite character. Cause he's just got this swag to him. He's like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I'm talking about on the uh the Switch version. His animation is so cool. It's just a really sloppy animation of it's almost like his arms are made out of like jello and they just wiggle around when he flails his sword. Because he drags his sword on the ground behind him. I couldn't figure out because obviously Mouse Man, you get through the small gaps, you go on, you can walk on ceilings and everything like that. Um, obviously, Piranha Man, he can swim. It took me a little while to kind of realize what you're supposed to do with Lion Man because obviously it? it's all about his the arch of his thing, isn't it? He could destroy blocks all around yep. him. Yep. So when when you after you do the this boss, the next section you get to, you just literally stand on some blocks, attack, and you fall through. But yes. that took me a little while to do to figure out first. Yeah, don't you need a special sword for the breaking the blocks, though? Or is it just his sword in general? Yes, that is what took me so long. That was it, because I had to find that sword. I don't remember what sword it is, though. Um, I had them all listed here, and it's gone. It's gone. It's gone, I tell you. It's gone. I'm going to see if I can scroll through really quick. I I did read that that, um, that that level is easier if you utilize the boomerang on those uh, samurai and ninja dudes that keep spinning around everywhere apparently because when you like launch the boomerang they're totally paralyzed each time you hit them uh-huh and so it just keeps constantly hitting them while you just stand there waiting for them to die and then you can carry on huh but that was just because i was because i was reading the guide uh, reading ahead trying to figure out because you guys were talking about the this level quite a lot <laughs> and how much of a bitch it was yeah there's <laughs> there was one part where back to piranha man um I could not figure out where to go for the longest time. And then I just magically happened on it because apparently there are secret hidden doors in this game. So underwater, I'm swimming through 
and I just happen to be pressing up while I'm swimming past this specific location and go through a door. And that's how I progressed onto the level, um, which lends itself to more hidden stuff throughout the game where you can get uh, secret shops. And that's where, since we're talking about swords, there's a sword called the Tasmanian sword, which is hidden in the underground. And it allows you to switch form at any time by just jumping in the air and pressing a button. Yeah, you said this to me last night. And I was like, I don't think I was able to do that. And I think on the, I'm going to have to find it now, but I'm pretty sure that was like a thing they made easier on the Switch. So um, on the um, Master System version, you had to have a second controller to be able to take advantage of that, apparently. I'll I'll find it in a second. Yeah, because this one just says jump up in the air, press up and square to instantly transform. Which I guess it makes sense if they made things easier. Uh, apparently with this game on the Master System too, if you want to press pause, you have to press pause on the console, which that console wasn't... <laughs> it, was, it was a delicate console. Um, so here if you had a second controller, you could press left, up, right, and it would pause the game. On the second controller. Yeah, but I did not find the Tasmanian sword. I didn't know about it until after I'd beaten it. I can't remember. If I, no, I, I must have got it because I, I remember seeing it. And yeah, I did. No, I did get it because it's in. It's on the way to uh, the the ninja place. Yeah, but it's a secret underground shop. Yeah, I somehow so, found it. Don't ask me how. <laughs> so, how, what did you struggle most with Dymo Dragon? Just ah, oh, so. His attacks, he, he has the sword, and obviously he, he'll come towards you, try and hit you with the sword. Then he'll move backwards, the sword will go up, and then he will fire these four fireballs out. And the fireballs come down. Obviously, you have to avoid the fireballs. Um, and then he will come forward and try and hit you again. And I figured out what I needed to do, as in, like, I needed to hit him at the time. Uh, literally in between him putting his sword back up and firing the fireballs. But I just struggled with it so much absolutely struggled with it and he's, he, he took up so took off so much health and i can't remember what shield i had at the time but i'm pretty sure it was a good one and i just i don't know i just really really struggled with it it's one of those things where i know exactly what i need to do but i can't it took me a few tries to figure them out i think i took three tries um like i was telling you last night mike what what i finally figured out was that at least in the remake he has a really obvious tell for when he's about to attack so as soon as his sword goes up, I would jump up and hit him and it would push me back a little ways. And depending on how far back it pushed me, I might land right in front of the first fireball. But if, if I notice that I'm floating back too far, I would just press left again or, or away from him, hoping to land between where the first and second fireball land. Well, I, f- I found it. I, found, I realized what I was doing and made it a little bit easier on myself because what I, when you hit him, he moves back. So what I was doing originally, because, you know, I said he comes towards you to hit you, then goes back to do the fireballs. Um, he, I was letting him come all the way to the left side of the screen near enough to try and hit me. Then he'd go back and I was, he puts his sword up just at the last moment. And what I was, how I was doing it, I was making it really difficult for myself because you had the easier way was to let him not go all the way to the left then let him quickly move back and you could be right next to him just before he just as his sword comes up and that made it so much easier 
Um, I think at one point, I mean, I died on this attempt, but I remember at one point I, I got him down from about 80 down to about 20 without him hitting me, and then he just obliterated me after that. <laughs> huh. Yeah, he was definitely one of the more difficult ones. Uh, after him, you get Hawkman. Hawkman, yeah, he, he was cool. I mean, it was cool being able to fly around and everything, but... Well, that's where you finally just get to explore the world however you want and yeah. go this, wherever you want. Was this the last form? Yeah. It turns and, into a bird with a sword and shield. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's now, the pretty sweet. Thing about this is, as soon as you get him, um, I took a... I, I honestly think I was very, very lucky on this game because... I was thinking about using a guide beforehand. I thought, you know what? It's a short game. I'm going to go and do it. And in terms of exploring and finding things, I was either very clever or very lucky because I, I kind of figured the game out and realized that, that that home hub where the church is, every time you get a new ability, you, you there's something around there that changes or you can change or get past. Yeah. And mm. so you get Hawkman when you're back at the church. If you go, if you fly all the way to the right, because I noticed there was something there with a gap top fly over that and you can go back to the castle from the beginning where mecha dragon was yep and it's over there you um whilst i was in there i got the legendary sword and legendary armor just from one was from a chest i think and one was from an enemy and then there's a secret shop in there as you come out you yes. come out in a well but if you jump up and then back down and press up you'll go into a secret uh shop yes oh this was the one point where I decided to go and use a guide because I was I was thinking going through when I came out of this castle I was thinking well both those two legendary items are in there the shield has to be in there and I have to have all three I've got two of them I'm not leaving yeah. without all three and that was the one point where I used the guide to find out where the legendary shield was and found that shop I wouldn't have found it without it I don't think yeah and this is where I started to grind to get the heavenly shield I believe it was called what does the heavenly shield do uh i'm looking for it right now why is it not showing up heavenly shield um it just is hawkman's 120 defense oh okay i just so legendary shield on i believe the legendary is 110 so it was 3900 gold <laughs> yeah it took me about half an hour 45 minutes to grind up that gold oh god but apparently, well, and I didn't do this, but apparently if you utilize the password system, all of those gold rooms regenerate. Hey. So if you walk into a room that has a gold treasure chest, it gives you mm -hmm. four or 500 gold, you can just password out and come back in. <clears throat> and just... were, you guys, um, were you guys pretty good at getting as much gold as possible once defeating a boss before oh, getting the flame? I was awful at it. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> I watched a video of someone managing to like get every single coin because I was trying to see if there was a, a pattern to this flame, uh, and there is, but I just I just suck. So explain basically. what you're talking about, Tom. <laughs> well, it just seemed like when you uh, once you defeat a boss uh, and they're gone, like they're basically from the screen rains a whole bunch of gold coins that you can collect, but also this blue flame appears. And it's a little bit like Sonic, where if you hit the goal early, the level, the bonus level has ended before you've collected all the rings. And it's the same kind of concept. So if you accidentally collect this flame, 
that's the end. There's no more opportunity to continue collecting gold. So you have this like last burst attempt to get as many gold coins as you can at the end of each boss fight. I was maybe you would get two coins max. Yeah, same. I was awful at it. Um, I, I usually wouldn't be prepared for it either. <laughs> I just kept forgetting about it. So with oh, 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 yeah, found yeah, it, I found yeah, it. Yeah, Sorry. On the Master System version, if you to change forms with the Tasmanian sword, you have to jump in the air and now while you're in the air, hold button two on controller two and press one on controller one. Wow. Uh, That's like on, on Mega Man two, if you have a second controller plugged in. And the other controller, you hold down the jump button, and then you jump using the first controller, you can jump super high. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that. How weird. Well, that, that's not that strange a thing in some games, wasn't it? Was it GoldenEye on the N64? You could plug a second controller in and then almost have, like, two analog sticks? <laughs> I, uh, I don't know about that. I'm sure... I'm sure I, I, Someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure if you have two controllers in whilst playing Goldeneye on the N64, because uh, obviously you can on Goldeneye on N64, you obviously you, you stick, you move around, and then you had to press R to target, didn't you? Don't know. Manual target, yeah. Familiar, you guys are Goldeneye. You can use two controllers to play the game in single player as though it was dual analog. Yeah. Huh. No way. I didn't know that. <laughs> that is crazy. Um, the final section, you need Hawkman. Fly up to the top of the windmill and fly left. And then there's this magical door hovering in the air. That Again, takes... I found this completely by accident. <laughs> yeah, it takes you into this room with a bunch of, of blocks with stars on them. And if you have the magical saber... Um, you have to break the center block to reveal a question mark block, which reveals a door that takes you to the final palace. Now, this is where I admit something. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, I found the last palace really, really ridiculously easy due to a glitch in the Sega Master System version of the game. Oh, no. I found the last palace so hard. It probably took me ten times through it. So I mentioned earlier that I checked in a guide to um, find where that shop was with the shield. And just looking through that guide, um, it listed the other items. Now there's one called the Hades armor. Mm -hmm. Now the Hades armor is supposed to, basically when you die, you refill your hearts like a potion would, but you don't need a potion. Um, it was supposed to be, you know, recharge every now and again. So if you used it, it'd be a while until it would do it again. However, due to a glitch in the Master System version, if you had the Hades armor on, every time you lost all your health, you'd get all your health straight back. See, and there now, was... The Hades armor is in a, in a hidden shop, but because I noticed this in the guide, I was like, you know what, I'm just going to fucking get it. <laughs> there was one point where I looked at a guide. Um, I think I was looking for the Magical Saber or something like that. And, oh, it was in that room with all the blocks because I wanted to know, should I waste all my time breaking these blocks? And uh, they were talking about, but before you go through that door, make sure you equip the Hades armor. It'll make things easier. And I didn't, I didn't know what the Hades armor did, and I had it. 
and I was going through and I just kept losing all my health. I'm like, Jesus, I'd, like not all the way down. So I would re-equip the legendary armor and then trudge my way through it. And finally I got to the final boss and uh, I don't remember what I was looking at, but that's where I read that, that one sentence that says, hey, this'll refill your health. And I did it first try on the final boss because of that. Which I think kind of broke the end of the game. Yeah, well, definitely. The funny thing is, the because um, obviously all the items actually have different abilities and stuff like that, but they don't tell you this in the game. And it doesn't tell you in the instruction manual. So down Ooh. one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's um, everything else. The, yeah, the final boss is where... One by accident. Um, because I, I didn't realize the things had different abilities until I did it by accident. Because, you know, I picked up the dragon mail I was on about that I picked up. Um, that makes you imper- it makes you impervious to lava. And I found this out by accident because lava was hurting me at one point. And I happened to change to the dragon mail for some reason and then realized it wasn't hurting me anymore. I was like, oh, well, these things must do different things. Huh. But I never figured any more of them out. Um, but they do. So, for example, the lucky sword, if you have the lucky sword on, it increases the drop rate in the amount of gold you receive. Oh. Um, the prince armor increases the drop rate of hearts and elixirs. Um, increases the amount of health gained from them. Little things like that, but doesn't tell you anywhere in the game that they, they do these things. Like the Tasmanian sword. Yeah, exactly. I mean, how would you figure out to hold one ball? Well, this one is where some people... I was, I was reading about the zombie dragon after I'd beaten it, and a lot of people were saying, yeah, use the Tasmanian sword and go fight him as Lion Man and just whoop some ass. But I didn't know that. Yeah. I found him a little difficult to fight as Hawkman. Since Hawkman also is like Piranha Man, where he just sticks his sword out at a straight angle in front of him. Which, if you're trying to oh, do some of the other... Mm. What's that? In the last boss, you mean. Vampire yeah. Dragon. What did I say? I can't remember. It wasn't Vampire Dragon. Oh, Zombie <laughs> Dragon. You said, you said uh, uh, Piranha, I think. Well, no, Piranha Man is very similar in his attack style to oh, okay, Hawkman. Yeah. Where if you're going through the desert and you're trying to fight those flaming sunflowers you cannot hit them without crouching or jumping as hawkman it got really annoying but that's where some of the best gold farming was but fighting uh vampire dragon as hawkman was a little cumbersome yeah hawkman was cumbersome altogether i found i liked his flying though he wasn't my least favorite that was probably mouse man yeah, I didn't like Mouse Man. <laughs> what I love about oh. this game is all, all the different, um, all the different uh, forms, that's what I'm looking for, um, obviously the Mouse Man, Hawk Man, and everything like that. His original form it is obviously human, but it's spelled H-U hyphen man. Who man. Oh, yum, yum. Yum, yum, the who man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, then you get the gold, the the salamander, and flip back to Who Man form, and then after mm. that, you can continue exploring as human if you want. Who Man, He Man's a strange cousin. <laughs> he Man, <laughs> Who Man. <laughs> I liked it. A... I really enjoyed this game. Yeah, me too. I wasn't it sure was what fun. I was going to think of it going into it, but I really enjoyed it. I didn't I th- think much of it at first. You what, Tom? I, 
I didn't think much of it at first. I just kind of, it felt quite generic. And then once I realized there was a bit more of a system whereby it was it was actually worth farming for gold to get better equipment. And if I, I, did, I did, just like you guys, stumble across areas that I wasn't sure if I was meant to be in. And that kind of opened the game up a little bit more, which which was nice. It just didn't feel like it was just totally A to B, B well, to C, think... boss, you know, and, and so on. It didn't follow this incredibly strict pattern. And so I thought it was quite... And, and you got to always think back that it was released on a on a mass system of all consoles, you know, so... Which I think is a, a, a testament to the character that's in this game. Even on the retro mm. graphics, all of the enemies just had this genuine character to them. Uh, you know, the the clouds with the sunglasses and uh, the crabs, just everything felt... It's crab, that's yeah. what those crabs were. <laughs> they had they had a personality to them, and if that's... one here has seen being Puppycat, it's the motherfucking crab that's after cleavage. That's what I it is. No idea what you're talking about. Right. Okay. So there's this series called Being Puppycat, right? And in one of the episodes, there's this random ass crab following B around, just going cleavage, and it sees cleavage <laughs> and everything. So like it sees some ice cream, it's like, ice cream cleavage. <laughs> Honestly, these fucking crabs, especially the red ones, they're the motherfucking cleavage crab from being puppy cat. I mean, they know what they like. <laughs> There's one point where, like, I think she put... This, this isn't hentai or anything, by the way. It's a quaint little cartoon. But <laughs> the, uh, there's one bit where it sees a boy and he goes, Bird cleavage? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Brilliant. I definitely think the remake for this is worth getting. If you haven't played Wonder Boy... The remake is just a genuinely fun game. How much was it? 20 bucks. Yeah, see, if I hadn't already played this now, I'd say it's definitely worth it, but I think it's one of those games I probably won't play again. In hindsight, I probably should have bought it on uh, GOG.com because then we could have all played it. Yeah. I didn't even realize it was available on on GOG. Neither did I. Otherwise, I totally would have bought it on there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, God damn it. But as I said previously, I wasn't expecting great things because my memory of Master System games aren't that great and I didn't know what to expect going into this. And you know what? I enjoyed it as a game and it's actually opened my mind more now to the Master System as a console. And if you guys say we're playing something on the Master System now, I won't go Ugh, beforehand. So it's opened my eyes to that. Which is I mean, good. this this has become one of my more favorite games that we've played this year. Nice. I thought you were a massive fan of Dino Crisis. Yes. <laughs> this is just behind Dino Crisis. <laughs> just a couple steps. Um, any other thoughts on uh, Wonder Boy? Wonder Boy. I know, the whole time, every time I'd boot this up, I'm singing. Yes, same. <laughs> what is the secret of your powers? Um. <laughs> <laughs> I think I do do. I think I do do. <laughs> that is but, uh, all I have. If if you enjoy a quaint little platformer and exploration and that kind of Metroidvania style thing where you need new abilities to get elsewhere, I recommend playing this. Um, it's yeah, good fun. Absolutely. Uh, it's got a lovely little art style um, and a good time yeah. all around. Two thumbs up from Tyson. I give it three <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> With your extra limb. Yeah. <laughs> that that MRI did a number one, on me. 
one raised pinky from me. <laughs> <laughs> Why not two? Because you got your cuppa in the other. <laughs> An exact two spots of milk. A solid mmm <laughs> coin. <laughs> so I think Dan would watch Jeeves play again. I think Dan would have <laughs> yeah. really enjoyed this game too. He did already call us bastards for playing something interesting while he wasn't here. It's uh, he would like it. Yeah. it. It would remind him of Rocket Knight Adventures, I think. Yep. Oh, so. man. I wish you guys hadn't played that already, because I love Rocket Knight Adventures. That's the one where we were talking about the naked pigs and... Yeah, yeah, it was. All of that. Um, that was a wild old time. That yeah. was a long time ago. Ugh, we've played so many games. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound like a bad thing. It's just hard to remember all of them. Mm. Uh... Any final thoughts on this? Or is that it? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to go and leave again. Let's, uh... Levitation, Holmes. <laughs> Let's... We don't have any emails right now, but if you want to send us an email, factorysealedatmanatank.com. Uh, let's go... Yeah, we do. But I think we get more of our questions on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash groups slash factory sealed a podcast. Yeah, we were a bit late getting out this week. We were. Uh, where is my post with the questions? I've already got it up. Do you want me to start with the first one? Uh, please do. Mm, yes, go ahead. <laughs> I'm probably going to butcher the pronunciation of his second name, but John Fazio. Uh, said, what was your favorite gaming-related Christmas present as a kid? Um, I have a lot. Most of my Christmases revolved around video games. I, I just have a couple, actually, that really stick out. I've already, met, I've already talked about one of them before, which is when I got Final Fantasy VIII for Christmas. Yeah. And I played that from 4 or 5 in the morning until 9 had breakfast and opened the rest is the that rest. where you didn't have a memory card and just had to leave it on yes that's right the tv was uh tv was turned off console on ps1 getting super hot and sitting on the carpet thinking, just sucking up hair yeah just needed to desperately go out and buy a memory card and get it saved um and then i guess the other other memory would be getting my ps2 because that was the first time i ever got a console for christmas and so that was really exciting, getting like a whole console with three games, and like it just looked—it was just so incredible when that when when the when that generation was around. Like we never thought games would look any better than that. That <laughs> reminds you, me. Yeah, and your console for Christmas. Did your parents let you do that thing where you're allowed to play it downstairs for a few hours, which you were never allowed to do normally? <laughs> like oh, you'd have, yeah. you'd have a shitty little TV in your bedroom that you normally play video games on, but yeah. because got the new console for christmas oh, tv downstairs i had a yeah. i had yes, a buddy whose yes. dad refused to let us play ps2 on his big tv because he thought it was going to damage it what oh, it was God. one of those old sony rear projections it was at that time this was huge but it was like a 50 inch rear projection and we just wanted to play some ps2 games on there and uh he's he just adamantly refused so whenever he wasn't home we'd hook it up to it yeah, that I we found that when the parents were out is when we hook it up to the quote unquote the big TV, <laughs> the thirty-two inch floor stand and wood case TV. Yeah. That yeah. thing's got six dials. 
because it was so awesome playing games on big TVs when you're a kid because it just otherwise you just play on your 12 inch like telly that you had to uh, my TV in my bedroom I had to manually tune like turn this dial to get it yeah <laughs> to get the, to I get had the those old uh, that that old coax to UHF connector with like the little yes. C hooks that you'd have to screw in yeah oh uh, man me too and me I, too. I remember playing cool spot on that it was like it was honestly like a 16 inch black and white tv <laughs> but uh i think the christmas i haven't i haven't thought about this in ages but the christmas that ps2 came out um i asked for it from my grandma and she was kind of the catalyst behind a lot of my gaming systems and and, and me getting certain games so it's all i wanted for christmas and somehow a few years prior she had managed to snag me an n64 for that christmas um so my grandma's good at finding video game consoles and we always would go up to her house for christmas and i didn't get it so i was super disappointed so i went back down to my dad's house and my parents were divorced so i had christmas at my dad's that afternoon um and i i open up this box or he hands me this box and it looked to be the size of a ps2 console and uh I open it and I can see that 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 signature blue that the box was. I don't know if you guys remember that, but it was just yeah, it, it was yeah, very distinctive blue. And I start freaking out. And I open it up and it was a PS2 steering wheel. I'm like, <laughs> Dad, I don't Dad, I don't have a PS2. And he goes, Oh, well, you're probably gonna need this. And he gave me the PS2. <laughs> it was just such a cool memory, because my dad never bought stuff like that for me because you know we didn't have a lot of money this isn't gaming related but i remember one year um i got a new bike for christmas and i was allowed to go i i knew what bike i was getting i I went to go pick it but i wasn't allowed to have it until christmas and like on christmas eve my dad picked the bike up brought it home and the pedals weren't attached to it and i was like (laughs) where's the pedals and he was like oh are they not there? And like made this complete. They must be must be still at the shop, and I'm gonna have to wait until after Christmas when the shop is open again. Be able to ride my bike. And like Christmas morning, the first presents I opened up with the two pedals been wrapped up. <laughs> I mean, I've been known to do that. I did that to Christy a couple years ago. Um, she wanted to. She really wanted that green yarn Yoshi amiibo, and she oh, really yeah. wanted to play Yoshi's Woolly World. So I bought her the yarn Yoshi amiibo, which at that time only came with Woolly World. So I gave her that. She's like, well, well, great. We don't have a Wii U. I'm like, oh, well, I guess you're going to need this. So I kind of took that inspiration <laughs> from my dad where I gave her something for the system and then gave her the system. That's um, cool. But I actually, cool. speaking of the PS2, I actually ruined one of my friend's Christmases uh, for him unintentionally because... I'd had my PS2 and they did their Christmas a little bit later because they were on vacation or something. And um, I brought my PS2 over to his house and he asked his mom, hey, mom, can we can we hook the PS2 up and play on the TV? And she goes, that's supposed to be for Christmas. How'd you know about that? Oh, yeah. He didn't know that he had a PS2 waiting for him. Like, oh, God, I feel so bad. No. <laughs> yeah, his mom was not pleased. Uh, it kind of reminds me when I opened a present, and it was the uh, the Ro- uh, little Rolls Royce Phantom Key. I was like, I don't have a Rolls Royce. <laughs> uh, you're gonna need to look out the window, son. Here's oh, your Vespa. 
Go oh, back Dad, to it's the wrong color. I want it cream white, not pearlescent. <laughs> oh, sorry. And I wanted it in brown leather top, not black. Take it back. Mm. No, no, now, not later. Now put it on the curb for the garbage men. <laughs> uh, back to the original question. Mine was the year uh, as well. Um, I... I opened up my PS2, was excited about that. Um, I don't know, I can't remember the reason why, but I know my dad would have got it as a bundle with a game. And he went to the effort of like getting the guy at the shop to swap the game out for the what was the new SmackDown game at the time. I think it was Just Bring It, which turned Just out... Just Bring It. Yeah, actually looking back, it was probably one of the worst SmackDown titles. But I was excited. Was. <laughs> and that, graph- that graphical leap up from SmackDown 2 on the PS1 to SmackDown Just Bring It was phenomenal at the time. And... Yeah, just getting that and being able to play it on the, as you said, quote unquote, big TV downstairs for a few hours. Some of them get sick of it going, oh, train upstairs now. And it had commentary as well. I remember. Yeah. Just, just, just bring it was the was the game I got with my PS2 and Crazy Taxi. Yeah, I think um, I got Crazy Taxi too. <laughs> yeah. So that was a great time. Terrible, terrible. Do comment. you guys have? <laughs> uh, a least favorite gaming Christmas memory. Um, hmm. I don't know if I do. Like I've always got something. Like I've always got a couple of games, and they've generally been ones I've wanted. I think. I think my least favorite memory actually. My brother bought me a PS One game, and I was really excited because you know how it was just the. In the Europe, anyway, the PS1 games were this iconic shape. There was yeah. nothing else like it. It wasn't the same as a CD jewel case or anything. Oh, you're talking about the really tall, thin boxes that existed for, like, a year? Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, had something. those here, too. They um, almost look like early DVD cases that were super wide. Yeah, yeah. And when <laughs> I opened it, and it was a game uh, called Karishi. And I was like, oh, what's this? And, and he normally buys, like he finds these random games and they're normally pretty good like he bought me and got me into metal gear solid and final fantasy 7 so i was like oh it's gonna be exciting if it's from my brother and oh my god it was just a piece of shit the one with the giant blocks You're like on a platform <laughs> yeah. Blocks come towards like, yeah. yeah i remember playing, yeah it was on a demo disc i remember playing that yeah like it probably wasn't a bad game but like for christmas it and it had just no longevity i think in america it's called intelligent cube oh yeah what was it called over there uh karushi or karushi i don't know how you pronounce it but i just remember this black box with this it looks cool on the front he didn't know it was going to be what it turned out to be a hot pile of (laughs) shit yeah you're just dodging dodging cubes and that's pretty much it and i was like all right well i wasn't ungrateful don't get me wrong but it just was uh it was just a bit of a surprising choice from him. I think he panicked, if I'm honest. Mine isn't Mine isn't <laughs> yeah. something that I received, but it's a testament to how dumb we can be as children. Uh, the year I got the N64, I didn't get any games with it. So um, <sighs> my birthday is like two weeks after Christmas. So uh, I remember just renting games. I was able to rent a game on Christmas. For some reason, Blockbuster was open and they had N64 games in stock. So I've got Shadows of the Empire. But then for my birthday, my grandma got me Mario 64. 
But in my brain, for some reason, I didn't want it because my mom had an N64 with Mario 64 as well, but I didn't live with her. Like, But my mom has it, so I can play it there. So I returned Mario 64 for Wayne Gretzky's 3D hockey. Oh. I played that, but it sounds terrible. It's actually really good. <laughs> but when you put it up against Mario 64... The greatest 3D performer mm. of its time at the time. <laughs> yeah, if not ever. Um, I had to save up for a long time to buy that again after I'd made that mistake. Right. Whoops, whoops, yeah, yeah they, they were, I'm guessing over there as well, they were so expensive. Uh, Such a wild games. disparity. I remember paying 70, no, it was $90 in the late 90s for Star Fox 64, which came with the Rumble Pack, but $90. Yeah, man. That game was called Lilac Wars over here. Oh, yeah, because it was in the Lilac system. Yeah, so random. Mm. I've just I just have a ton of really fun video game Christmas memories. But yeah, good question. Uh yeah. any other questions? Uh does someone want to say the next one or shall I go ahead? Uh yeah, just go for it. Okay, uh Jay Jorgensen says, Why is the SNES the best console ever? But what if it's not? Yeah, I'm afraid I disagree. Yeah. yeah. I don't think you can attribute nah. best console ever. Nah, come on, Jay. Come on. Vita? Let's not, not get too crazy. <laughs> yeah, the more about that Vita life. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving that the Vita is, t- is getting a little bit more hype on the group. Hell People yeah. are talking about it a bit more. Shit, I'm you and I have been that. talking about it for years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, championing the Vita for a while now. And I heard it was on something else I was watching or listening to. Um, somebody questioned the success of the Vita. And I've been meaning to ask you guys this for a little while, actually. Um, the question was, because um, you know you got the touchpad on the back of the Vita. If mm-hmm. it had the touchpad and it had been standard buttons instead, do you think it would have affected the success of the Vita? I think it would have done way better. I think so, because I think the problem with it, it had so many features, uh, but this just made it such an expensive like boutique item. Like They could have stripped away front-facing, back-facing camera, uh, both touchpads, to be honest. I mean, maybe keep the touchscreen. Oh, you need the um, touchscreen for sure. Yeah, just for like launching games and stuff. And but you could have stripped that console back and made it a bit more bare bones. Kept the kept a good quality screen that the first model has, and it would have not like knocked fifty to a hundred dollars off the tag. I think oh, it's to, that would have been amazing. I think it's main, and I think the main problem we always go back to is the the price of its proprietary memory, <sighs> which was almost half the cost of the system sometimes maybe more if you want that 64 gig memory card be willing to shell out 150 Mm. yeah totally and for 64 gigs that's insane you can get a 256 gig micro sd card for under 100 bucks if you're watching for deals yeah i think if they would have gone micro sd that would have just seen the success of the console explode yeah, I mean, definitely. I see a lot of thing, a lot of reasons that a lot of things that attribute to the Vita not being as successful as it possibly. Yeah, but I just thought that question about the actual, you know, the touch, but the touchpad and the interface of it itself, what you guys thought. Yeah. Um, I think it would have changed the the ergonomics of the the system, and it would have pushed it a little bit too far out of 
pocket device because there would have been an extra bulge in the back. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, I've, I've never held a Vita, so I. Well, this I, is. Oh, it. hey, when I come um, over, you can hold my Vita. <laughs> Tom held my DS. Yeah, it was decent. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the thing is uh i i really love the vita it's a, it's a great system and and i had never played one until i think actually when i was in the states and i played uh uncharted on eric's vita oh yeah you touched my and vita too i did yeah i had a good go on it and yeah. it is a really premium lovely piece of kit it's, you ha- it's really cool. They could have done... to get the OLED one, though. You just have to. Yeah, it was just really poorly marketed, poorly supported, and poorly priced. Like it's just way too expensive for what it for what it was. I bought and... the Assassin's Creed White bundle. I paid three hundred dollars for my Vita. I think. God, That's yeah. More Switch costs now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I'm I'm glad that. That Vita does no. look nice, though, Eric. You've loaded pictures of it before. And it, yeah, it's it does... super nice. I really like that one. Oh, yeah, the white one you have? Yeah, yeah. that's cool. I, would, I don't think I'd ever mod my Vita, ever. I don't think I would either. Just because there's uh, too many good things to genuinely do with it. But to your point, mm-hmm. Mike, I would have liked to have actual triggers on it because I do like to use it as remote play from time to time, depending on what PS4 yeah. game I'm playing. And without the L2, R2 buttons, it's just too hard. Uh, yeah, totally. Well, there was, uh, there was, you know, going back another console, you know, the PSP, you can play PS1 games on there that you can download from the PSN store. And obviously there's only two back buttons. I thought that was an oversight because I think part of, the, correct me if I'm wrong, part of the marketing of the PSP was that you'd be able to play these PS1 downloads. But in a way, yeah. some of them aren't. They're supported, obviously, but in a way they're not supported because you need the L2 and R2 buttons for, for some of them. Some of them are just unplayable. Correct. Yeah. But the PSP yeah. was such a good... Like, I'm not going to disparage Sony's portables at all because I loved them. Are they as good yeah. as the Nintendo DS? Hell no. Because of the library that's ingrained in that console is almost infinite. Yeah. Can you uh, just... repeat that? Because my internet just went funny. <laughs> I have no idea what you just said. Oh. <laughs> I just said that the uh, the PSP and the Vita are fantastic, but they don't hold a candle to the, the DS in terms of its library of games. Oh, God, no. I mean, if you go out and buy a 3DS now, just the, the back catalog of games you, you've got access to. that And that new 2DS XL, $149? Yeah, I am yeah. not... I, I haven't got a 3DS or 2DS or anything like that. Yeah, I've got a DS, obviously, but... Um, I was think I've been thinking for the longest time about getting a 3DS XL, the you know the new one with the little nubbin stick. Yeah, but um, the, the 2DS but, XL has that now. Yeah, I'm. It's so much cheaper, and I'm not bothered about. I I would probably never play with a 3D on anyway. It doesn't affect me. So yeah, coming out in the clamshell design because obviously the normal 2DS is a fucking brick. It's a fucking cheese wedge. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be a hundred percent honest, though, it is. So super comfortable to game on yeah actually i was i was about to say that is it, it looks fucking horrific but it is very comfortable my but... cousin wanted uh she wanted to get the new pokemon uh she graduated high school two well the year that pokemon was going to come out so last like a year ago in may and she she and i were talking about it and we were out at the the shop and i just bought her a 2ds because they had them on sale for like 89 bucks so i'm like yeah hey, here's your graduation gift you've got a 2ds to play pokemon when it comes out in november and it's surprisingly comfortable to play on. Yeah, I get hand uh, cramps on the 3DS XL after a while. I didn't get that on the 2DS. 
but with this uh-huh. new shell design 2ds i'm um the 2ds xl i i am actually tempted i mean i want to my next big console buy will be a switch eventually um yeah. but i have been thinking yeah. for a while. Um, but yeah I, I, you know i am a little tempted with the original 2ds i just uh, there's something there's a part of me that goes i don't want to play it on that is i don't care how comfortable it is you can't take it with you really <laughs> fucking doorstop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the screens the screens are normal 3ds size whereas with the 2ds xl obviously they're the xl size anyway so yeah. Uh, next question comes from Santos Lopez. Are there any game crossovers you'd want to see made? Just for fun, I want to see Mario Kart versus Wacky Races. That's such an amazing suggestion. I love yeah. Wacky Races growing up. Yeah, yeah, me too. That was cool. Oh, I don't know. I would go with Mortal Kombat and Tiger Woods PGA. <laughs> <laughs> Where you get to uh, if you beat somebody on a hole, you have an opportunity to kill them with your clubs. Because it'd be like Outlaw Golf. Did you guys ever play Outlaw Golf on the Xbox? No. I've never really heard of it. Games. Have you I, heard I, of Outlaw Golf? Oh, God. Heard- it is it is a blast. So, um, you, it's just, it takes Tiger Woods and makes it super goofy. Um, you have a caddy that if you're, if you want to boost your confidence and your ability before your tee shot, you can beat your caddy. And depending <laughs> on how well you beat him, it gives you additional power for your next shot. <laughs> That's great. Oh god, it was so much fun. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that would be my game of choice. Mortal Kombat golf. I can only think of people that I'd combine that I would genuinely like to see do something like Sam Fisher and Solid Snake do some sort of like bunch of missions together or something working <laughs> for the same organization. I think that would be quite cool. Um, I would like to see um, game. The game would be like Phantom Pain, so the open world stealth aspect and all that. But instead of Metal Gear Solid, it'd be like the futuristic part of um, the Terminator franchise. So like the distant future uh, where take over and everything. Yeah, like that. that would be cool. I'd like that. Because then you could sneak into areas and, and take out the, the Terminators and then you'd be able to have the, like on Phantom Pain where you have Sir Holanthropus. I'm amazed I said that first time. Um, Sir Holanthropus, giant robot. You could have like, <laughs> like big fights like that with the giant um, Terminators that you see with the, like, the tracks and everything like that. It'd be cool to have a Metal Gear Solid tactics game. Oh, yeah, yeah, or, or like a Metal Gear Solid RTS, where you're building out different kits of genome soldiers and Metal Gears, and yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a tactics RPG could work. Did I you guys did some? Sorry, Tom. I was gonna... Oh, sorry. I was gonna talk. I was gonna say if anyone played Metal Gear Acid. That's literally what I was about to say. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a card-based game, wasn't it? Yeah. I think it did have some like that. Like, it's sort of not total, total Far Cry from what we're talking about with this kind of like a tactics um, solution. But I never actually properly played it. And I remember I being it, really dis- I gave it like 10 minutes and went, nah, not for me. Because the, yeah. the other Metal Gear Solid portable ops was so hard to play. I know. So disappointing. I thought it would be really good. Peace yeah. Walker, though. Peace Walker great was great. I played... <laughs> PS3 on the collection of the yeah, so did I. Yeah, yeah I same. Um, hmm. I think that's it for questions this week, guys. 
Yep. Yep, yep, yep. We have... Great, no, great questions. We got it out late, so there wasn't many, but uh, yeah, good questions. We have two more shows. Two more before I head off to London. Uh, good Lord. And then we're doing... Town. We're doing a, a live show on Saturday the 7th. We're going to somehow try to incorporate video into this. We have some cool ideas for other stuff. We got to figure out what game we want to do for that show. Yeah, we'll we'll have a think. We'll, we'll have a serious think. If you have because any suggestions, let us know. It's, it's going to okay. be it's going to be an extra game for us to do, isn't it? So maybe something short, or something that we can start now. Yeah. Um, Mario sixty four. I'm okay with Murder on the Eurasia Express, but we should probably think of another one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Murder on the Eurasia Express 64. Yeah. <laughs> I hear the CGI really is uh, quite good there. Um, just kind of looking cool. back through the community recently, there is a strong push for us to uh, round out the creation of, I think it's Creation of Heaven and Earth series with Illusion of Gaia, Soul Blazer, Terranigma. Um, oh yeah, Terranigma's been on our list for a long time. We've just never gotten fully around to it. Um, a lot of people really want to see us redo our Illusion of Gaia episode from five years ago. <laughs> Christ, enough. this show has been around for almost five years. That is one of the episodes I've not listened to. Surprise, surprise! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> is, is it a long RPG? Would it be a, sev- a, a more than one part or episode? Or no, it it's a, only 13 hours. Splash it out in two weeks. Yeah, oh, we hey, 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 guys. Two so. days, and this show will be five years old. Woo-hoo! We launched that on September old. 5th, 2012. Jesus. Lordy. Um, no, Mike, to answer your question, that game is, it's not super long. It's 13 to 15 hours. Okay. So it's, it's definitely doable within two weeks. Mm-hmm. I think we should do, I think we should get that on the docket again, because I love that game. And if you've never played it, it has a little bit of a Zelda feel to it with more RPG element or more, um, story elements to it. Mm-hmm. I think I'm the only one here who has. I don't think Dan has either. I've never played it. No, but I've not. Next show, we're playing Sonic 3 and Knuckles, right? Uh, that's the plan. S3 and K. Sonic 3 and Knuckles and Knuckles. And, and Knuckles. Knuckles. That's pretty short. That's only a few hours. Tales. So we could start rolling through some, some of our bigger games. If we want excellent but we'll get that figured out uh until then if you like what we're doing you can find us on patreon at uh, patreon.com slash factory sealed there are some pretty nifty rewards on there um i do feel obligated to inform everybody that we are putting a hold on one of our tier rewards just for the time being um there's quite a popular uptick in the donate enough to join us on the show um which has been awesome. We've had some fantastic guests. One of them is still just hanging around, and we can't quite shake him. Um, <laughs> wonder who that is. Yeah, I, just, I don't know. Hopefully he takes the hint and <laughs> gets lost. Uh, 
we're going to suspend that just for a little while, just to let the show kind of fall back into a groove. Because um, we do put a little extra time and effort, if you can believe it, into the guest shows. Um, <laughs> and we we just want to make that more of a special occurrence than constantly. So I think moving forward, what we're going to do is we'll announce coming up, hey, we're going to we're going to set aside a couple shows in the next three months for guests and just have it kind of be a yeah special event more of a special event correct otherwise i i think eventually it might hit the point where like every show would have a guest on it and um we do still have the factory sealed unwrapped where prior to the show we press record and it's just us talking shit for anywhere from three minutes to half an hour depending on how sidetracked we get uh, before we pop that clutch and put her in D. Yes. And other ones are extra entries into our digital giveaways, which segue! We're going to be doing a <laughs> giveaway of Sonic Mania next show. What, what? What, what? Now, <laughs> I was having a think on this. That's dangerous. I know. I did it before the MRI. <laughs> um, do we want to just limit it to we're just going to give it away on PC? Because I think that limits people that are going to want to partake in whatever we devise. Um, I mean, it's digital and digital only anyway, isn't it? So yeah, are we able to yeah. do it on the console of your choice? We are, but that that to me that brought that brings in the option for somebody to yeah we want it and then if we send them the code like ah fuck it i'm gonna download whatever i want um we've done it in the past where we've sent out digital code not sent out digital codes but i bought a psn card and sent the person the code to download a game and then they sent me a picture that hey they actually downloaded this um i think our listeners are genuine enough that they wouldn't do that well, can you not yeah. download the specific code for the game? No. For the consoles? No. Uh, well, maybe I might be able to buy it on Amazon, like the digital code. That's what I mean. Digital, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. You can buy the digital download for that specific game for the specific console. Oh, perfect. That's what we'll do. And if, do if, it it's, on... if it's an American listener, for example, you can get the code there. We can get the code UK. And I'm pretty sure there's a workaround if there's people from other countries as well. I know we have yeah. some Australians. There'll be a workaround. Yeah. The guys um, with the dick bacon. Dick bacon. Oh, I haven't heard from Mark Haddock in a while. <laughs> <laughs> I miss him. He's the guy that would send me all these fun Canadian foods and... Or not Canadian. Uh, Australian foods and shit from overseas. <laughs> and he sent me a copy of Dark Cloud 2, sealed from Australia. Has it ever been opened? No. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> smoking some crack over there tom <laughs> so yeah Pretty we true. uh we haven't settled on the specifics of what we're going to do for the contest yet i think we need to hash out the details but keep an eye on the facebook page for details on that we will be giving that away next show if you're a donator on patreon whatever we devise will give you additional entries i'm whilst we're at it thank you very much Yes. <laughs> uh, anything else we can think of? Uh, reviews. We'd love. We we always love reviews. Yeah, 
I haven't checked Go recently on. to see if we've had any. Good old iTunes. Yeah. On my new iPad. <laughs> oh, he's mentioned it again. Ah! Oh, God, Second note, one delete. Two <laughs> hours, 52, 13. <laughs> or if you don't feel like leaving us a review or you don't want to download iTunes or anything like that, um, tell a friend. Tell a friend about the podcast. You know someone who's really into the video games? Let them know about us. The, you know, the d- more downloads equals more listeners for us. Yeah. And then we just keep doing what we're doing. Yeah. But that's going to do it for this week. Guys, thanks for joining me. That's been and so us. Yeah. 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 Pretty soon you're going to have to put up with me in person. Oh, God. Don't stop. Tom, I think is we... anything I need to be warned of? You're the only one who's met him. <laughs> like, does he smell You funny? need to be um, alarmed at how attractive I am. Anything like that. Be careful. <laughs> Maybe some... Uh, any weird twitches I should know about. Some earplugs for when the Star Spangled Banner is just sang on repeat. Yeah. I do he, I do have a personal boom a box. Yeah. yeah. Oh, which... We just got another question that popped up from Robert True. Who is the best singer? Wonder Boy. Not Tom. <laughs> I think that's hard to quantify because while Mike sings in what I presume is a heavy metal death band. No, it's not heavy metal. It's butt rock. (laughs) Mike is in a butt rock band. Mike and the butt rockers. That's a twofold joke right there, Mike. response for that <laughs> gotcha uh i do more show choiry singing i was more classically trained in the vocals i'm more a dancer if i'm honest <laughs> i'm a hip gyrator <laughs> i go forward and backward i do line dancing i'm sure there will be plenty of singing uh, <laughs> i i am known to break out into random song you guys have heard me on the show. You already know that's a thing for with me. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Guys, that's going to do it for this week. Uh, we will see you all, hopefully, with Dan in his new apartment. Oh, Sorry, you do realize house. this is a Sonic show. He's never going to live it down. Oh, so. yeah. We'll, just, co- we'll just completely discredit his love for Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a real fan. Two weeks. We'll see you all then. Bye! Bye bye!